Hello and welcome to the Bonus Stage Podcast. My name is Lucas Shin. With me, as always, is George Gessie. That's me. Hello. Sally Iqbal. Salutations. And Amy Betts. Hello. So the Game Awards were like <laughs> three days ago or something. So we thought, ah, let's do our Game Awards. The first ever Bonus Stage Game of the Year Awards thing. But yeah, we thought we'd use the kind of framework of the Game Awards and their categories because it's easier than having to come up with our own. And then kind of Lol. just kind of splinter off from there. So, Shapin, this could get really weird. We're probably going to go on many a tangents. Yeah. George is probably going to get angry when it comes to the fighting game section. You know, section. Like, we were talking about it briefly before like we started recording. And I, I felt myself getting really emotional. So I'm going to try and be very impartial. I'm not. As, as impartial <laughs> as I can. I will not be. Okay, thank you, oh. Sully. I appreciate that. Very biased okay. in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's paid him the most money, Sully's just like, yeah, they're the best. It's just like a real game awards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if we're ready, let's just kick this off. And I think we're, the idea is we're going to start with the game of the year and then splinter off into the other ones. Yeah, we're going to do this in reverse because... If you've literally just come to find out what game of the year is, you can clock off after a few minutes. Just make sure you downloaded the episode, please. Thank you very much. Sure, it helps us a lot. GG, guys. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So let's just go around the room and each say what our game of the year was, and then we can kind of debate it if they're all very different. And I'm can assuming they'll probably be different as well. Can we do it on three? Just all shout it. All no, shout at the same time. <laughs> that's, that's the worst. Fine. <laughs> Fine. But I will let you start, Sully. Uh, what is your game of the year? Game of the year... Uh, I think it's very obvious what my one is. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake. All right. Very yeah, bloody good game. Let's go. Let's go. Love me Let's some anime, boys. Me too. George, <laughs> are you in agreement of Sully or do you have a different game? Of mine, mine actually was Final Fantasy VIII Remake, but that's coming out nice. soon. But, uh, <laughs> so I'll have to go with seven. Ah, what a shame. What a shame. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> Amy, is yours different to Final Fantasy VII Remake? It is. Or... I didn't I didn't even play that. Didn't um, you? I didn't. I've not really played many of the Final Fantasy games. Anyway, mm. I'm getting distracted. My game of the year, I'm picking it not because I think it's the necessarily the best game of the year, but it's the game that I played the most this year, and that's Animal oh. Crossing's New Horizons. That's oh, a good game. oh, okay, that's cute. That's yeah. Good when the pan- pandemic hit and that game came out, I played it like every day for like three or four months straight. I played an unhealthy amount of that game. <laughs> you know, that actually yep. came probably came out at the perfect time. Hundred oh, percent. It was. Mm. It was great. It like was that, exactly that, what I needed at the time. Like that game sold so many copies because of when it came out it, and what happened in the world. I know so many, so many people that. Yeah, I know so many people that were playing that constantly like sully you played it so I, much i i mean i probably didn't play it as much as amy because i think some of the games came out around the time after like a couple mm. months but i know someone yeah. whose entire family bought switches just to play animal crossing like Yo. like five of them so i was gonna say like the same thing happened to my family animal crossing is what got my mum into gaming this year so my family bought a nintendo switch and my mum got animal crossing and we would connect up um, during the pandemic and stuff and like have little chats and coffee dates in the game and it's made her massively into into gaming now all because of Animal Crossing so that's awesome that's pretty we're amazing. trying to get my nan on it now nice, <laughs> 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 nice. 
Oh, I love that. No, that, that is... Oh, that is such a like that is such an advert for that game. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so my game of the year, I, I'm kind of actually in agreement with the game wars. I think my game of the year was The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Um, we actually did a Last of Us Part Two spoiler cast, and I think I gushed about how much I like loved pretty much everything yeah. about that game. Uh, that was a good episode, man. Yeah, that that was that was I think our longest one to date as well. Yeah, it's like, it like two and a half hours at least. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was uploading the file, I got a little error message saying the file was too big, so I had to recompress the episode down because it was so long. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think The Last was Part 2 pretty much much in every way, at least for my personal tastes of what I like in gaming and in storytelling, kind of hit everything so perfectly on the head that it's hard. I'm looking at all the other games and all the other ones that I've played through the year, and a lot of them hit a lot of things that I like on the like Final Fantasy 7 remake hits so much mm. things right. Doom Eternal, so much right. Even Ghost of Tsushima, which I've been playing for the past few weeks, has done so much right. But The Last of Us 2 did for me all of it right. Yeah. And that's why for me it just kind of ekes those out. Um but, but I mean there there's so many amazing games. Still. But 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 mathematically Mathematically, mathematically, Final Fantasy One. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Sally's very happy. I mean, I'm not sad by that because Final Fantasy Seven Remake is a fantastic game. So, when are we sending uh, Square Enix an award? Um, I mean, could could if it's a digital award, we can send it. But I'm not paying shipping to fucking Japan. We'll (laughs) we'll we'll design like a little card and all like write a little message, Mike. Here you go. You <laughs> no, want to take a picture of it and just tweet That's it at funny. Final Fantasy VII Remake was fantastic. Like We also, I think one of the first things we recorded that for this was podcast. The, wasn't it was our first, first episode? Thing? Yeah, that was the first thing we actually recorded. And then we went back and did like an episode zero to put out before we actually did that. Because yeah. we thought, a bit weird just starting it with a spoiler cast. But hey-o, yeah. that's us. Um, yeah, we. I mean, I think at least the three of us on this that have, have played it, it, it's a fantastic game. And I've actually just lent it to my friend because I had a physical edition mm. and he's about mm. two thirds through it at the moment and is absolutely loving it as well just keeps messaging me about how good it is tell him to not use the stronger spells <laughs> tell him if he's Actually, a real gamer he won't use them yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> ask him if he figured out if it was just you Sully that didn't figure out how to make your spells stronger they in don't tell you I mean it's really obvious no it's not <laughs> a- I mean. a- Amy basically in Final Fantasy your spells get stronger the more you use them. And to use the stronger spells, you have to press side on the D-pad. They don't tell you that. So the entire game, I use the weakest version of every spell. (laughs) Oh, no. And what what I love as well is Sully said that the only time he realized that you could make your spell stronger was watching our spoiler cast back because the footage had me flicking through and making them stronger. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's the kind of thing I would do. If If it didn't tell... like. How are you meant to know then? Do you just know because you've played other Final Fantasy games? No, or? There's, no a, there's a big old arrow that comes up. And I'm oh, okay. So it is just Sully being stupid. Or... <laughs> yeah. it oh, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have as much sympathy. Still beat the now, game the same amount of time as Luca. So yeah, which I mean, I'm very impressed. Um, okay, that is impressive. And also, you didn't do it on easy mode, nah, which is a go-to for you. Which I mean, that's round of applause. But, um, I, I, I digress. <laughs> I've taken us on a tangent. I mean, that that's this whole show. If you don't like it, they've probably already gone. It's cool. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy VII was, was a very cool game. And I mean, if there's anyone listening that hasn't played it, 
and even our own Amy Betts hasn't played it, definitely recommend it. I mean, you could yeah. probably get it on sale at some point and you don't really need to know anything about Final Fantasy to jump into it. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty, a yeah. pretty good jumping on point. If you do know the original Final Fantasy VII, you'll get a few things out of it and it hints at a wider idea. But for the most part, it is a, a fresh take. Okay, because I was going to ask that because that's one I've never really played many of the Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the thing that puts me off the new one is like, I don't know the story. Do I need to play old ones? Can I just jump no. straight into the new one? Like, are they all like that or is it, yes. is it different each so, game? So yeah. when it comes to Final, Final Fantasy, the way that I look at it is if it's every number is its own series. So Final Fantasy VII has right. a bunch of Final Fantasy VII spin-offs that are normally called like Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus, Final Fantasy VII yeah. Crisis Core or something. Yeah. So they're all under the same kind of world. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> it's another spin-off of Final Fantasy <laughs> But if you get like Final Fantasy VIII, it's its own thing. Final Fantasy IX is its own thing. Final Fantasy X yeah. are their own thing. Okay, so right. you can pretty much jump into any of the core number ones without any knowledge about any of the others. Um, yeah. and the only, they're, they're not like chronological. Yeah. They don't link on. Okay. Yeah, and like the anytime there's a, an actual proper sequel to one, that number is still it. So you have was it Final Fantasy thirteen, thirteen two, and Final Fantasy thirteen Lightning Returns is their naming yeah. convention style. So Smart. the more complicated it sounds, the probably stay away if you haven't played it before. But if it <laughs> right. sounds normal, where it's just Final Fantasy number, nothing else, you're good to go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Except for fourteen, because that's an MMO, and unless you want to play an MMO, stay away from it. It's a very um, good one, apparently, though. But you haven't you really can, made it feel you know, less. You haven't made it feel you know that what? much less confusing, okay. to be honest. In, but... <laughs> in a couple, in a couple years' time, Final Fantasy sixteen's going to drop. Ooh. Is it sixteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to drop. That will probably be your entry point into the series if you would want to play it. There's okay. dragons. Yeah, and yeah. it's not going to continue from anything else. No, it's just Final okay. Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, it, it will have no history from the very minimal like information that's out. It is. Its own thing. And it's all like medieval as well, which is very different, at least from my knowledge of Final Fantasy. I've never seen anything look like that from the Final Mm -hmm. Fantasy world. I agree. Hmm. Looks cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII is, I guess, our Game of the Year award by numbers and democracy. Let's go. Brought to you by um, (laughs) Square Enix. (laughs) (laughs) Have you played Just Cause yet? All right, let's just go down this. The next one is game direction. Best game direction. The I'm just going to read the little synopsis that's on their thing just so we're all clear what direction or what they think direction means. And then we'll do our own thing because we're our own people. Uh, best game <laughs> direction. Be. Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. It's a lot of words. It is a lot of words. Hmm. Uh, What's what games come to mind when you say best direction? Let's go around. Let's go in the same order this time. Sully, uh, what do you think? Let's not go in the same order. Let's not go in the same order. Let's not go in the same order. Shall I put my one out there then? Yes. <laughs> I mean, again, I think I'm not. I'm not in agreement for all of the game awards things, but I'm in agreement that the Last of Us Part Two has a very interesting direction of the game. Uh, I don't want to do any spoilers for the game because there'll probably be people listening that haven't played the game yet. But the way that they broke down the narrative of that specifically, I thought was something that I've not seen in gaming before. It's something that I've seen in film before and the way that they adapted it, I thought was very, very good. Hmm. Okay. Which is, I mean, I guess game direction, I should take the narrative out of it because there is another war for best narrative. Um, yeah. 
But for me, those two things weirdly come linked hand in hand. Like if you look at the Oscars, you don't get best direction and best story in a movie. It's always just kind of best direction is part of that. I, I don't know. I just still find the the word in best direction, like game direction. I don't really mm. know. I don't really know what that means. Like, yeah, it's like does, to... does it mean like the way it pushes like things or like, I, I don't know. Is it the story? It, is it just it, like elements or? It, it says for me, awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation mm. in game direction and design. Mm-hmm. So okay. outstanding creative vision could be Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> I mean, you know? mm-hmm. sure. How how close can we get it to looking like the actual fucking anime? You know, <laughs> game, the, game vision. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <clears throat> game direction and design. It's a very deeply layered fighting game. You know, there's lots of mechanics you can. Do. I mean, I'm just waffling here, but I know, like, I know we touched on it earlier. But game direction can also mean, can it mean the well being of the people who actually worked on the game? Like a good game director would take that into account, right? So this is yeah. this is the kind of discourse that has come up like, in the past couple of days after this of people essentially saying should a game was it under that was made under crunch scenario be awarded best game direction and mm. it's it's a it's an interesting conversation to say the least I think we've had a conversation about game crunch in the past and yeah uh, it's it it's weird every time I see the discourse surrounding game. Uh, game crunch specifically it's a lot of people saying very much like this shouldn't exist and game crunch shouldn't exist in anything but crunch is just not a a game industry thing it's a it's a it's essentially just a media industry thing it happens in film all the time probably most films that you've seen have some cg in them has had an immense amount of uh, crunch on the vfx side of things sonic Sonic. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a very good example. The Sonic change, movie. That changed I mean, my blue boy. Make him yeah, look worse. I, they, they, how long did they push it? I, I say, I think the idea is like they pushed it by the same amount that had already been in development, but About they had to weeks. then, I think it was six months more than six weeks. Oh, yeah. really? Damn. Yeah, it was months that they <laughs> yeah. pushed it. But yeah, and that was one that they, they completely delayed for a while, but was obviously still done under a current scenario because they had to redesign the character. And from the redesign, they probably had to re-rig up that character and reanimate yeah, it because it smaller. the proportions were very different. So yeah. you couldn't mm-hmm. have just kind of copy and pasted that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could tell in the film in certain bits as well. There, there were certain shots that you were like, hmm, you didn't plan for Sonic to look this way. And, <laughs> and it kind of, kind of looked a little jank but they've you know everyone who worked on it hmm. well well done in the end it got that sounded like a nightmare yeah 10 out of 10 guys yeah and well and th- that's the, always the sort of thing you look at like you take a, a movie that everyone absolutely loves that if you're a big fan of the mcu you probably really liked avengers endgame i think there was 14 vfx studios that worked in that movie all doing yeah. different things and the vfx world crunch is a mad thing there is so much vfx that's getting put in and comped in at the very last minute and mm-hmm. it's actually the same on the, the audio side of things where vfx is coming in the night before and then in the audio space you have to then re kind of yeah. time everything to match that crunch is crunch is a thing that's been in the cinema for ages and it's not something that really is really is screamed and shouted about as much as it is in the game side of things because i think when it comes to games you we tend to know a bit more about the behind the scenes of them. Yeah. And like the individual people that are behind it. So the discussion that should a game that's been made under Crunch Scenarios get best game direction is is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. So 
just to like get back on topic a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I, I know I did just charge up the discourse. But um if they're saying if game direction is their way of saying like I mean in the in their game choices what they've chosen, hmm. I'm probably gonna say Final Fantasy VII remake again. Okay. Just because of kind of how it made me feel. And that's not because it's on their list either. That's the mm. game I played this year and felt like, whoa, like this is crazy. Like, yeah. It, I, I it just made me feel so much because of how how it was all woven together and how mm. all the characters kind of meshed with each other and, you know, everything they were trying to do with it. All the different, like, all the different levels they had, like every every level technically was a chapter. And I think it was, they, they had whole sections of the game that was just like four specific chapters and they were like, oh, all right, don't need to do that again. And like, yeah. Yo, that's that's so memorable. That's mm-hmm. what the fuck. Like the, so. the warehouse with all the ghosts was yeah. spooky. Yeah. Those sections. Yeah. I, hate I mean, I, awesome. I think what I take from the, the, the description is outstanding creative vision. That's what I, I'm honing in on the most for this, this, this section. Mm-hmm. So what do I think comes across as the most yeah, the most creative vision. What is the most creative vision? Keep saying that again. again. Vision. vision. Is it the most creative vision? Most creative vision. vision. The most vision, that's probably the most creative, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, how how much can we visually see that's been the most artsy? I think. How much creation can we visualize? How how much creation can we see? Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Amy, what's what's your, uh, if you've come to. Um, I don't, I don't know. I've been, I've been, Trying to think while you guys were bickering. Um, <laughs> trying, trying to think, what, what would I say wins best game direction? I, I don't know. If you're looking at it from kind of a creative and more art point of view, hmm. I don't know. I'm looking at the lineup currently, and obviously they're all amazing games and they're all very cool and stuff. Yeah. But I just feel like they all look a bit too similar. Like, I feel like for a category like this, I would have liked to see a little bit more diversity. Like, Lucas shaking his head at me. No, I'm not. The only, I'm the only, the only thing like that I see there that stands out very differently is like Hades. Mm. I haven't played mm. Hades, but I've seen people go crazy over this game, and it yeah, what I've seen too. looks really cool like, and it looks really pretty as well. I like, really want to, pl- I really want to play Hades, and I'm, I'm just waiting for the day that they're like, and it's on PlayStation, so I can gobble that up. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I just wish there was a little bit, at least in the Game Awards, anyway. I wish that there was a little bit more of a mix. Like, I wish that we saw at least another game that was a little bit like Hades that kind of mixed it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to say I, I agree with the winner, though, of Last Last of Us Part 2, mainly because I'm thinking of it from a story point of view. But I don't know. I don't know if that's really the best game direction. I'm kind of struggling to think of something this year that I've played that's really made me go, oh, wow, I haven't really seen that done before. Mm-hmm. Last of Us kind of did that for me. Yeah. But also, it just looks so like generically in the sense of like big, triple A, realistic looking game, and you have a gun, oh, and zombies. Like, you know, yeah. I know I'm boiling that down a lot. I love Last of Us Part Two, but like, it's fine. I just but... feel like that element of it feels so generic. I'd really like to see something that's a little bit more hmm. fresh. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I think, I think the the stuff within that game that stands out for me wasn't the, the the clickers and it wasn't the shooting and stuff like that. It was more. I think it was the interpersonal stuff that you had, mm. especially on Abby's storyline, where she comes across the, I really don't want to ruin anything, but the characters mm. that she comes along and kind of that follow her through the story later on. Yeah. Those relationships mm. were the ones that kind of stood out the most to me. And yeah, I think creatively, 
they had sections within that that were doing stuff that I hadn't really seen in in the game industry beforehand. Okay, you guys really helped me out there because okay. you guys came to some sort of consensus. I can present my one, and I double checked okay. when it came out, and it came out the very beginning of this year. Okay, it is. He's got a smile on his face. It's gonna Say be, it. and I Say actually it. bought it and played it. So it. it's well, some of it. It's it Tokyo Mod Session uh, Sharp Fe Fe Encore. Let's go. You're gonna have to explain what the fuck that is because uh, I just yeah, had a bunch that? of numbers. So I, I, it's the video I sent to you guys this week. Uh, oh it's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a game where you, it combines uh, <laughs> Persona <laughs> or Shin Megami Tensei and Final Fantasy. And you're basically a Japanese pop idol, and you use the powers of the Fire Emblem characters uh, to become the best pop idol. And if we're talking about creative vision, the ability to combine (laughs) those two extremely contrasting worlds to make a game that's actually fun to play, in my opinion, it's like you got to be pretty creative there. Also, it's an app. You know what? I cut. Game. Can't fault that shit. No, never yeah. go. That is. I managed to justify it, which is all it takes. <laughs> yeah. Also, you should definitely play Final Fantasy X 2 if you like the idea of being a pop star using your voice to I battle things. I got it. I'm gonna wait until I get the PS5 to play it because my PlayStation will struggle. <laughs> 10 2 No, it's it's a PS2 game. You'll be fine. Mm, you you overestimate base PS4. <laughs> you underestimate <laughs> the dust in my room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess we're just going to leave The Last of Us 2 as the game direction thing, but in a an unsure way because the category is kind of a bit vague. Yeah, I think, I think that category needs... Um, a little rework. I think it needs a, either redefining or to be more specific mm. because it just feels like at the moment Last of Us Part 2 is won mainly because of narrative reasons, but then you've got like a narrative award, right? So why... <laughs> Which is literally yeah. the next Should one. That... The next, yeah, the yeah. next one. Oh, okay, it's very clearly <laughs> best narrative. Which for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Which this is far more cut and dry about what we're focusing on. We're not focusing on gameplay mechanics or even visual shit. It's literally just what had the best story in our personal opinions of mm-hmm. the things that we enjoyed this year. And as much as I want to say Final Fantasy VII remake again, mm. <laughs> uh, it's not the whole game, is it? It's just the Midgard section. So I will probably say Last of Us Part 2. Fair? Just because, I mean, what other games did I play this year? Monster <laughs> Hunter has a terrible story. Yeah, it's those sort of things like, <laughs> we played so many games, but like, what are the ones that we played that had a good narrative or even a strong yeah. narrative? Yeah, I, I have to go with Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, I think that, it's a, I, same. I mean, Very memorable. so far I've said The Last of Us Part 2. Literally the next one I'm not saying The Last of Us Part 2, just spoilers. Oh, but, damn. I, I have I have a different thing I want to chuck in for best narrative. Go, please. Um, <laughs> bug snacks. Yeah, oh. let's go. I really, really enjoyed bug snacks. Okay. Um and I don't know if it could be awarded best narrative, but I do think it should be there as a contender because it had a very good story and focused on some really interesting relationships. Um, and it was just really nice to see those on screen in a game. And it was a really fun story and a fun narrative. So, uh, yeah, I am going to say Bug Snacks. That doesn't mean I think it's better narrative than Last of Us Part 2. I just want to throw something else in there. Good. I'm going to say Bug, na- bug um, Snacks. I'm going to give my one, but I'm not sure if you'll approve of it, as in if it counts. 
because I want to say Pokemon Sword and Shield, but I know that came out last year, but specifically the the Crown Tundra expansion, which came out this November. Okay. Can I use that? Yeah, sure. I think so, because it it makes Pokemon Sword and Shield a better game from a narrative right. perspective, because it introduces stuff about the region, which makes the region feel more rich. Because I think the base game, there's something lacking there. But when you add um, the Crown Tundra, it's like, oh, okay. It's like, oh, there's, it adds to the mysticism of the world. Nice for me. Nice I mean, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. We can do whatever we want with these awards. Also, no one's there's a it, Pokemon so that yeah. rides another Pokemon, like a horse. Which is oh, fu- give it the that, that's best game direction right there. What are you doing? <laughs> also, he does a little jig to make uh, a carrot grow. So, ah, that's amazing. My goodness. <laughs> What's cool. the name of this Pokemon? Uh, Calrex. Okay, I'm gonna look it up after. He looks like a deer with a big like. head. It's pretty dope. <laughs> no. I can get behind that. Big deer with a big head. Not bad. to go. All right. I mean, I guess narrative was pretty cut and dry. Because thankfully, it's a, it's a category that's easy defined. to kind of define. Yeah. yeah. The next one should be easy to define as well, but we'll see. Best art direction. Final Fantasy so, VII Remake. This, but this isn't best graphics. This is best best art direction and I really loved Final Fantasy 7's kind of visuals but it was essentially Advent Children which that's nothing new Advent there Cons. I don't think it was though oh it definitely was no they all looked the exact same from Advent Children except for like Bed was no, had slightly less don't. shit glasses <laughs> I mean they, they I take, literally, they I take literally... some design elements but it's def- definitely a heavy mix of both I mean, less, less, you know, not like polygons, but <laughs> actual like faces and stuff. But uh, it's also the design of the world, though, that they're in. They yeah. did a they're very, very good job of faithfully depicting, you know, the Midgard section of that game, not just being like, you know, pre-rendered background, mm-hmm. but an actual fucking world that you're in now. Like, uh, yeah, I feel like that has to be noteworthy. Like the fact that they made the slums such a bustling thing. Yeah, like the okay. the the segment where, uh the segment where you you're in your cross dress and you go in to try and infiltrate to save Tifa. Yeah, like that that section. I <laughs> the, I, the yak is a section of the, the game. Yeah, where <laughs> I I I'd played Final Fantasy Seven the the original one as like a back compared title like a year or two ago on PS4. Playing mm. through this game and as I was going through, I knew exactly where to go because I was like, this is how I imagined it looking. They've just made it look they've made my imagination on screen which was very very cool to see for once so yeah no i'm i'm i think it was very like, a really good bit of art direction but i guess from a game that i've been playing recently and it's only a game that i've been playing, re- been playing recently ghost of tsushima i don't think technically it's the best game on um an actual kind of like literal technical aspect it's like some of the textures aren't very good. Some of the character mm. animation isn't great. But that entire world is just art direction. There is nothing else to it. It's oh. all a, it's all about it looking as pretty as possible at every single moment. Which just as a disclaimer, yeah. yes, I feel like every game on this category should have won. Yeah, yeah. They were yeah. oh my beautiful. god, Hades is just like 
It's a comic book come to life. It's absolutely have, beautiful. Like, have you seen what Ori in the Will of the Wisps looks like? It's yeah. Yes. Beautiful. What the fuck, Gorgeous. Man. I, like, I watched through. There's a there's a conversation with the lead developer of the studio with Digital Foundry, and they were talking about how they developed that game and developed the back compat on not the back compat. They did a downport for it, so it plays on the Switch, which mind blowing. Yeah. That game is absolutely gorgeous. And then how they've kind of done it for the Xbox Series X where they've got it running at like 4K 120 frames a second like locked. It's mad Let's how go. brilliant this game is. And That's insane. Yeah, the way that they the art in that game is absolutely stunning. I, just because it is a 2D size score doesn't take away from the fact that this game is stunningly beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm all for that. But I know maybe it's just because I've been playing it recently but Ghost of Tsushima I spent a lot of time in the photo mode in that game because it's yeah. so pretty. And I started I started Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima last night. Mm. I'm two hours into it, I think. What did you think? Um, so, and so far, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm really excited to like get stuck in a little bit more. Mm. Um, with this category, it's the same issue I had before with the other categories. I don't get me wrong; all of these games are gorgeous, and they are like really, really pretty to look at. But I also just feel like it's a lot of stuff we've seen before, other than Hades and Ori. Like Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, and Final Fantasy, like they're all beautiful in their own right. Mm. But I just feel like this is all stuff we've seen before, and I'm I'm not a fan. Like when you go for best art direction, I just feel like we're we're trying to make things look so real and stuff. I'd like to see a few more games that are just like staying away from that. I feel like you only get smaller studios that seem to go for like something mm. a little bit bold and a bit different. And I just feel like all the big studios tend to. Play, play quite safe. Yeah, I think it's because yeah. they're they're so because these games are so expensive now. They're so scared of doing something that doesn't resonate with everyone, so they yeah. can't get their money back. So they they kind of do play it safe and they tie it down to something that like is visually recognizable. I mean, Which then, by contrast, sorry yeah. to like interject. Sure. By contrast, you've then got in the best art direction, even in the best game category, you've got a game like Hades. Mm. Which is like it, it's it can contend with the big boys, yeah, and mm-hmm. still be like a two D like Diablo esque looking game. It's madness. But that's what that's what I think should show these big studios that they should be able to take those risks. Ex- exactly, because yeah. like these these smaller studios are taking the risks, are, are doing something different, and the players are loving it and and like that. There's definitely mm-hmm. a space in the market for more things like that. Um, mm. So I just I just wish that some of the bigger game studios would lean into that a lot more. I think we'd see some really really gorgeous games um and yeah I'm, I'm getting a little bit bored of this kind of realistic kind of look like we, mm. we've done it we know we can do it we know yeah. it looks gorgeous right let's try something else you know that that's kind of my my feeling on it so for me i would say that ori is best art direction like that would be my vote so i i completely agree with what you said and i think what is interesting specifically at ghost ghost of tsushima is I don't think its best art direction is in its game. It's in its expansion, which is the, was it Ghost of Tsushima Legends? It's like the free expansion that they released, which is essentially a four-player co-op live service game, which essentially dumps you in the mythology side of all this game. So mm-hmm. you have like floating rocks, you have insane kind of colors and powers. And it essentially, 
it's something that Sucker Punch tends to do with every single one of their games where they make the main game and then they do a spin-off where they experiment artistically with it. They did yeah. it with um, Infamous 2. They did a vampire spin-off where you're a vampire flying through the world. You have this bat power. It's, it was absolutely mental. It's a really cool little game. What the fuck? That sounds sick. That sounds so cool. Yeah. And that's what I feel like they've done with this Ghost of Tsushima Legends where they release it for free. It's a just expansion that you get with the game. You can play with four people. And... It's a whole live service game, but it's done in this kind of, all right, well, we've made the money using the main game. Let's just have fun artistically and go a bit mental with it. And mm-hmm. that is something that it's weird because you sit on this and it just shows the main game, but almost it should just be Ghost of Tsushima Colon Legends that won this <clears throat> thing because it is yeah. mad how cool it looks. I, I, okay. If you're someone listening to this and you haven't kind of checked it out before, just go and look at a little video because it's like, I wanted that to be the main game after I kind of had a look in it because it looks that good. Mm-hmm. But again, okay. same sort of thing of yeah. they probably wouldn't experiment that much because it might not have appealed to everyone. So money, mm-hmm. money talks annoyingly. <laughs> Um, that's the risk with judging art though, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone's going to like something different. Mm, always. Yeah. Which um, I think is definitely what's going to happen in our next one, which is best score and music. Mate. Okay. I'm going to quickly give my thing for the art one though. Oh, I'm, sorry, sir. <laughs> I'm also going to go with Ghost of Tsushima because I've not played it, but it was one of my favorite ones to watch people play. And I'm, I might be biased because I quite like that setting um, mm. from an artistic standpoint because mm. so, I like like Kurosawa movies. So Yeah, and it's very much a playable Kurosawa movie. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's my my one. Cool. All right. Good. Best score in music. This is one that... I feel passionate about because I love my music and I love that's true yeah so I, I feel like I'm happy going last on this one George do you want to take us you want to start us off you know I've been saying uh, a lot of the same <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to lie I'm going to continue uh, <laughs> you know what just just because right or, or am I being am I being biased because I loved it so much I mean but the score of music might have played into why you loved it. Yeah, that's true. So, you know what? Okay, I, I'm a bit of a music man. I come from down your way, right? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... Okay. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so for me, uh, it was Final Fantasy VII Remake because mm. I've been in love with that, that, that score for ages yeah for absolutely ages but that's the biased part of me the impartial side of me is thinking that doom eternal actually killed it this year yes Mm. that is my vote absolutely killed it like oh dude like because my friend is a big fan my friend is a huge fan of the doom franchise and he would send me like just tracks and stuff and i'm like yo why is this so sick it is are we talking about luca yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> you have two friends that are fans, George. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, Doom Eternal is my shout for this because holy fucking shit, is this just the perfect score? And I think this is, this kind of ties into what we were talking about before. This is not a score for everyone. If you do not like kind of mm. fast, rock, Shatten aggressive voice. music, that is not for you. And I am fully okay with that because that is my shit. And I absolutely love this score. It is I Mick Gordon just doing what Mick Gordon does well? I I even I I went like on a little deep dive. I watched all the behind the scenes of how he did a bunch of the music on this. He got he built a rock choir where he got a bunch of leads from metal bands 
like some big, some small, um, some like bands that you would know, George, as well. I have to go through it later. And he essentially built a choir of front men and front women to do the kind of choir for this game. So as they're coming through and doing these kind of chants, is this really gruff, aggressive voices. And you're like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. But they're like, he assembled a rock orchestra mm -hmm. out of front men from like Download Festival. It's just insane. I absolutely That's love awesome. it. That's actually really cool. Um, yeah, the music is just perfect. I mean, he also, as a side note, produced the new Bring With Horizon EP this year, which you can hear him all over it. And again, Mick Gordon is doing some fucking brilliant metal music at the moment. I have, ah, I love it so much. I'm going to stop talking, but I love it. <laughs> I just love how Luca was like, I'm going to go last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. I wasn't expecting <laughs> you to say Doom Eternal. Yeah. You got him too excited. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, I want, I, the one I want to say mm -hmm. is the fairy tale game. Purely because it's the soundtrack from the anime, like mm. just everything. It's literally the music they use in the anime for everything in that show, in that game. But it's going to be a bit weird. I'm going to actually go with Animal Crossing. Oh, because oh, I think yeah. the music Choice. in that game is great, and it the score was great, and it fits the game so well. Like, yeah, it it just put me in this vibe of like oh you know what i am feeling relaxed i am enjoying catching these bugs right now <laughs> i don't mind paying off my crippling debt <laughs> <laughs> it's fine tom look it's it's cool it's cool exactly and i think that's me. why i'm going with animal crossing nice I, I, good choice i've heard that from a lot of people this year that animal crossing was just that music put them in such a, a calm space that yeah man. that's a really good shout Every time I heard like the the main theme, I was like, "This is th it's one of those themes that just don't get old. Mm. Mm -hmm. It never gets old." So I'm like, "Classic! It's a classic." Nice, Amy. Put nice. it on the put it on the yeah. top fifty now top fifty album. <laughs> you know, Animal Crossing. Oh God, a Nintendo Sorry. version of Now Music. <laughs> Uh, oh, for all the UK fans <laughs> I mean if you look on YouTube those basically exist so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to say for me best score in music has to be Paper Mario Origami King yeah. uh, yes. that had such a good soundtrack and um, I, I, watched, I watched a video on YouTube of someone breaking down kind of how they did that and stuff I didn't realize. So when you're playing and you're doing the battles, so the battle music is is my favorite like music in that game. But when you're doing it, there's a puzzle element to it. So when you're doing the actual puzzle bit, you have to think. So the music kind of quietens, but it's not them just dropping the levels of the track. It's actually they've adapted, recorded right? it. Yeah, they've adapted mm. it. So they've done a version that's less heavy, but still has all those like key points to make you feel like you're in the battle but it's like a lot more su subtle so you're like okay I can think what I'm going to do and then the moment you put your moves in it just seamlessly goes back into the full track with all the instruments and everything and yeah. it just it really like it really made those battles feel a lot more exciting and challenging than they maybe otherwise were like you're, you're essentially doing a puzzle thing but it made me feel like oh I'm doing a fight I need to like mm. plan this so um I think the music in that game is great. Not only the battle music, but just like the different worlds. Um, Shogun, Shogun Studios is one of my favorite tracks from that game. Just that world music is is great. You should definitely um, 
check it out if you haven't listened to it. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually spoke about the music a few episodes back, and you were sending me some of the tracks, and I was kind of like, "Holy shit, is this Nintendo music now? Because this is amazing." Because I'm not normally a fan of like the the cute side of things, but when like these guitars come shredding in along with the normal Nintendo music, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's, it's such a cool it's, dynamic. Yeah, they've still kept that like Mario and kind of Nintendo-y upbeat feel, mm. but then they've just got heavy guitars and drums on it as well, and just kind of almost rockified it. Yeah. And it's it's great. I love it so much. No, also, look, I know we kind of started to sway into audio design with our answers there. Sort of? No, not yet. No? Cool. Not in the slightest, because audio design is the bloody next one. I think I'm just going to stay quiet on that and just let Luca talk <laughs> I mean, for about two yeah. hours. Okay, so that I, I will be as quick and as succinct as possible, but I am a rambler, so I'm sorry in advance. There's there was lots of There was lots of really, really good audio design in games this year. Like the, the list that the Game Awards had was great, but they also missed out big games like the Demon's Souls remake had incredible audio design. I think it's taken advantage of that Tempest engine to get it sounding immersive, but it, it's not good because it was immersive. It's good because the, the attention to detail from a environmental standpoint was really good. Like as you're walking up something, those tiny little creaks, the, the dust falling off of yeah. the the bricks as you're like walking by all of those things lend to a level of immersion and it is genuinely incredible <laughs> and it's almost the perfect bit of audio design if the last of us part two didn't come out this year because uh, the last of us part two was incredible i we, i probably went on for a, about 15 minutes on our spoiler cast talking about the audio design i think i clipped it out i'm sorry about that i probably wasted a bunch <laughs> of time so i'm not going to talk 15 minutes about this it'll be nice and short if you want to go see it I think it's out there somewhere on our YouTube channel nice. that we don't have yeah. anymore. But the last one I talked to is essentially just sound design ASMR. Those sections where you're like upgrading your weapon is not only an amazing bit of animation, but it's an amazing bit of sound design where it's not overdone, where it sounds like guns are being crazy cocked and they're kind of being slid across anywhere. But it's also not undersold. It, it It's obviously not realistic, but it feels as close to realism as possible. And that is that is when sound design is done perfectly. Like if someone's knocking on a door and it doesn't sound quite right, you don't record someone knocking a door, you record someone knocking on something else. And it feels like that's what they did where they found sounds that feel right for what you're seeing, not the right, not the actual original sounds. And they just mixed it so perfectly. I, I love this game. I, I love that yeah. game so much, but the audio design was the thing that kind of sold it to me the most. It's, mm. it's a game that whether you've got speakers or headphones, no matter doesn't matter what your audio setup is it shines in all of them and if you don't have good speakers i recommend just playing a little bit with headphones just to kind of get that level of immersion because it's very very good yeah i, I have a question over. for you luca yes um out of the sound design obviously last of us part two what do you think's better that or hellblade in terms of audio design hellblade had a really interesting approach to audio design that I think it had existed for a while, but never been touted as much as they touted it, where there was lots of binaural audio recordings played into that. And it was built primarily for surround sound systems and headphones. It did some really cool gameplay things with the audio, where when you were on like one-to-one -one combat with someone, if there was a couple of other but characters, it would kind of, from behind you, you would get whispers from like, because, yeah, what's the word? Sorry. Her yeah, because it was like um, they recorded with the microphone with the like 
ear shapes, yeah, right? But, so, but they also could, yeah. it would sound like there was whispering in your ears and stuff. Yeah, but I think it's that was so the character herself. I I think the term is schizophrenic, where she's kind of hearing other voices, and those voices would t- tell you that like there's someone attacking you from behind, rather than coming up as a thing on screen. So the audio oh. became part of the gameplay, and you actually had to listen to it rather than it just being a, a side piece. And I, cool. I really love the way that they kind of built that into it. It was, it was but very. But personally, cool. which one do you think's better? If you had to pick one that uh, had the best audio design, would you pick Last of Us Part Two or would you pick Hellblade? This is really difficult for me. I, I would probably pick Last of Us Part Two because I think it was refined better, but only because they had. Okay, interesting. They had a far. They had a big. They had a massive audio team on the Last of Us Part Two. Like Naughty Dog has a, one of the best audio teams in the world, like movies aside. Um, and Hellblade had, was a tiny, tiny, tiny team with a very, very small audio team. And what they did with the size of their team was incredible. But if we're kind of taking budgets and team size out of it, I think The Last Wars Part 2 was just a bit more of a refined experience. Okay. Yeah. The cool. glass alone in The Last of Us makes it the best audio design. The glass was fantastic. Yeah, the Glass of Us Part 2. The Glass of Us. Oh, fucking hell. Maybe I'm being like naive, but didn't they have that same thing in like GTA? So I don't know if that feels as big glass, a deal. The glass is different, mate. This glass is Wait, built different. No, but I think it was the sort of thing okay. where like the the audio side of it, it wasn't just the fact that the glass was breaking. It was the, it, it's it's the attention to detail where when you It's the hit- crunch when you walk over where the glass is like being broken, right? No, no it's when you're throwing something at the glass or hitting the glass. Yeah. Okay, that sound right. it makes. Those, it, it, Sorry, familiar. I thought you meant like when your character walks over the glass after you smashed it. Because I was no. like, I'm pretty sure that they have that in GTA. Oh, they've got that yeah, in tons of games. I think they had that, yeah. that sort of stuff in Outlast and stuff. Like, also, yeah, like that in Dragon Ball Z, mate. Yeah. Well, this is why I was like, <laughs> what, why are you guys gushing about the glass? Like, this has been around for ages. That's why I didn't get it. I was like, I don't. But now, now yeah, I'm it's it's, it's those, okay. and, and that's that, that's why I think this was that much better. Was it's it's those subtle little things that are unnecessary, and you don't need them in games for it to sound good. But when they're there, they elevate it just that it bit the higher. Extra mile. Yeah, just going that extra mile. Yeah. Um. And really and surely, if Naughty Dog release a game, normally the sound design is the the, the top, top thing for notch. me each year. It's rare that it's not with them because they are a very, mm-hmm. very, very good audio team. Also, I mean, weird side note, if you want to know more about the way that they do audio design, uh, go listen to the Soundworks podcast. They always do a podcast with them after they release the game. And they kind of go in depth about it. It's very interesting. That's cool. Um, yeah. The next one is Best Performance, which is essentially best actor voice motion whatever mm. i mean this this one is i feel like this is a given or, yeah, or somewhat yeah. of, a, of a throwaway easy one because i mean like you, you, there were so many good performances this year but the last was part two like their whole thing is focusing on performance when naughty dog do a game like sometimes to the detriment of gameplay it's all about the performance and the story and for me that's why why this comes out on top, but I want to hear from you guys, not me, because I've been talking for way too long. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, or I can keep talking. My, uh, my answer, uh, I just need to double check when the game came out. Okay. George, you want to jump in while Sally checks? <clears throat> I mean, or not? Like, no, I'm okay. I th- okay. I think Laura Bailey like I think she did a great job. Hmm. I can't argue like I 
I really fucking felt for that character, man. Yeah. Mm. And it was all characterized by how she portrayed her. So, yeah, I can't, I can't fault that. Neither can I. Yeah. I... And I'm also, sorry, sorry, I'm also very limited about, uh, you know, the other games on the list because I haven't played the rest of them. So disclaimer, you know? Yeah, I, I, I've heard. And for me, like it, this year, I can't think of any other performance that really stood out to me hmm. in a game. Except for Abby, yeah. and plus because The Last of Us was kind of like the the epicenter of so much discourse this year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when when thinking about a performance, that's the one that I go to. She was mm. fantastic. Everybody else is a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. So fair enough. Not not on the category list. No, I, mean, I know what you mean. The, the fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. I'll go be on, honest. Sorry. I don't think I played any games where uh, some where there was like a performance involved. Um, so, so what about like Final Fantasy VII isn't on the the nomination list, but yeah, I think with the exception of, that. like Final Fantasy VII would be my answer purely because it's the only one that I played. But uh, my answer I'm giving is uh, Hatsune Miku in Hatsune Miku Miku yeah. Project Diva Mega Mix. So uh, that's my answer. See, this is why I love having you on the show, Sully, because you just <laughs> pull this shit out and like, what is this game? I've never heard of this before. It's a Hatsune Miku like rhythm game. Oh, I love rhythm games. Rhythm but it game. is Hatsune Miku, who, although is not human, is an entity, if you will. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I think I it counts. Like... <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Do you not know? I don't think no, I'm any clearer on what Googled this it. game is. Yeah. Do you not know who Hatsune Miku is? I just you don't Googled know who it. this blue-haired no. Vocaloid girl is. It's a Vocaloid. Yeah. <laughs> what is a... Is this the one I keep seeing on TikTok? Or am I thinking of someone probably else? Not. Probably not. You're probably seeing V YouTubers. Um, yeah. Probably. I don't know what I'm I think that's why this this is recognizable to me. Not because she's I've seen OG. it, just those weird V YouTuber things. She's the OG VTuber. Is the OG Vocaloid that blew up worldwide. Yeah. She is just a computer program that does Vocaloids, but it's matched to Hatsune Miku. And she does her own gigs and stuff. Exactly. It's amazing. Okay. Okay. But I'm still confused. She does her own gigs, but she's a computer. Yes. Wait. Okay. No, but someone must voice it. You want to nominate for the best performance. You want to nominate for the best performance, Sully. Let me get this straight. Essentially a computer. (laughs) Yes. Uh, All right. So let's not (laughs) judge. Okay. okay? I think we can. No, 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 no. Uh, Do you know what? I, I agree with that because when you've got to look at games and best performance, right? Elements of these have been like tweaked. Yes, we have motion capture, mm. but how much of their performance is their performance and how much of them is motion capture and animators going in and tweaking it and amplifying those things? So, uh, yeah, I'm not saying Sully's wrong, actually. I, I think uh-huh. if, you, if you're if you going to look at it that way, yeah, I think I think that could be put forward. But I will say... I don't think it's right. No, I don't think but, it's right. No, yeah, no I'm <laughs> going to find fantasy, like, but... but I'm you know, going you can get technical part. in it. <laughs> I, I, the way I, I see this is like I don't tend to take the motion capture involved with this, and I also don't tend to take the even the animation part. For me, it's all about the voice. I, if I'm closing my eye, okay, and I'm right. getting that through because that is the part that people are actually acting within. Like the the motion capture is something to go off of it, but every time you see the behind the scenes of Naughty Dog, they use that motion capture, and then they have an artist mm-hmm. going through and keyframing. So. That's a reference. That's not the final thing that we're seeing. Yeah. But the final thing that we're hearing, that's the actor. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's, it's, yeah but yeah. it's in the game awards. It does say awarded to an individual for voice over acting, 
motion and or performance capture. Yeah. Because you got s- so it is still being graded off that, but yeah. I guess the the question is, yeah, like I don't know, I don't know how much like tinkering goes on behind the scenes. I don't know how much they edit or change. I'd be very curious to you know, you know who actually know deserves this award. That's Andy Serkis in Heavenly Sword. Oh, Jesus Christ! That's that. <laughs> no, I think it's Andy Serkis in um, uh, Journey to the Journey West. to the West, especially yeah. that end bit where it's just a video of him talking to the audience, like, "Hey, you got yeah. to the end of the game." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shite ending to such a good game. Wow, leave it out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I tend to just go for the vocal performance. Like in we have um, Logan Cunningham as Hades on the the list that the Game Awards have used. Um, yeah, that is just all voice. It's voice and animation over the top of it. There's nothing to. Yeah. There's no performance capture there. There's no yeah. facial capture yeah. there. It's just pure voice work. So. Yeah, I kind of judge it a bit like I would judge an animation. Fair. But that's just okay. that's just a personal thing. Cool. Yeah, makes sense. But I guess like still very well done to Laura Bailey because vocals alone, she definitely sold yes. the pain of that character. Absolutely. Okay. Um, we we kind of decided beforehand that we would jump over some ones that we're not entirely. Yes. Confident speaking on. And the Games for Impact is definitely an important one, but we've not played any of the games that are on this list. Um, so it would probably be wrong for us to start discussing it. Yes. I think, was the I think, that's, a, I think that's okay. We should take the executive decision to not yeah. talk about the Games for Impact. So we're, we're, we're going to kind of sidestep that one and leave it to the people that know better than us and go into best ongoing game, which, I mean, we already know what you're going to say. Yeah, you do. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's it's, it's not No Man Bloody stuff. Sky, which actually they why is they, No Man Sky on there? I mean, they have very much improved that game significantly since it came out, yeah, and the next gen upgrade looks fantastic. I mean, it's not still trash. It's They've just made like, their, communi- mm. their community, their yes. community, very happy. Yeah, and weirdly <laughs> enough, like that was such an <laughs> that's what I was trying to that say. That was such an angry community, and I mean, they're no longer well, an I angry understand. community. So good on them. They've essentially done what they originally promised, and then a hell of a lot more with a bunch of free yeah. updates as well, which is fantastic. But for True. me. I mean, it has to be Destiny 2. I play that game way too much and I fucking love it. Absolutely. You know what? You know what mine's going to be? Fortnite or some shit. I don't know. No. I was going to say Fortnite. Best ongoing. Wait, let's just read the list. Let's read the categories, what it means. Awarded to a <laughs> game for outstanding, for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Here we go. I know what this is going. What What am I going to say? A, f- a fighting what game with some description. Yes, yep. obviously. What is it though? Which more, one? More combat. That, that's a hard part. Because okay. Tekken 7 had a new season this year. Mm-hmm. And they've added a new character, loads of new characters, new moves for the for the characters. So that elevates the, the experience of the original game. So I'll yeah. probably say Tekken 7. Tekken 7 is probably the best ongoing game for me. Not the answer I thought he'd give. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm starting to fucking hate myself here. Uh, fuck's sake. Oh, but we love you, George. I just want to talk about a fighting game. We know. We'll, we'll it's get coming, man. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. Um, it's coming. A- and Amy, do you have your answer? Yeah, Amy, what do you think? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't really know for this one. Actually, do, do, is there any ongoing game that you would say that you play somewhat regularly? Like, uh, I seem to keep coming back. What do I keep coming back to? I seem to keep coming back to Rocket League. Okay. 
Um, Occasionally, they'll do like new game modes and stuff. I think they did a couple this year. And those are normally pretty fun. Mm. And those do bring me back. And normally Rocket League ends up being my Christmas game because of the season pass. And I'll normally buy it. And then because I can play it on my Switch, I will just play that. So I do do seem to consistently come back to Rocket League. But I'd want to say best ongoing game purely just because of its audience. This is not really my personal choice. But I think you have to admire the fact that they've managed to keep it still relevant is Fortnite. Mm. Um, the fact that that is still relevant and going on, you know, props to them, really. Yeah, um, agreed. You know, they, they've added like the Mandalorian in it now. They've even got Master Chief they, in it now. Got Master right? Chief. It's the first time that Master Chief is playable on the PlayStation because of Fortnite. Also, on the Shit. flip side, Kratos yeah. is in it, so it's playable on Xbox. Yeah. It's mad. So, like, I mean, it's cool as it's, hell, but it's mad. It's ridiculous, but like, Props to them. Like, that is pretty cool. Like, no wonder it brings people back and it does change it. So I do think, I think you need to acknowledge, I I would say that I think it deserves it for that, just that they've managed to stay relevant, which is incredibly hard to do when you, when a game blows up like Fortnite did and yet it's still around. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me. It's mad. Like the, I mean, I don't really keep up with Fortnite, but every time they do like a big event, it makes news everywhere. So I end up hearing about it and I kind of mm. read about it. Yeah. At the end of the previous season, because the new season has just started, was the previous season was a big Marvel event and it yeah. ended with everyone fighting Galactus on the battle yes. bus, which is just yeah. insane. And like, that's sick. But like, it's I cool. looked at a little video of it and it's not just like Galactus is a character and you're punching it. Galactus is like world size and you're yeah. mm-hmm. attacking it. And like the sense of scale in that was incredible. So that they do some really cool like mm. in-game events yeah. like through Fortnite. Like they've done like concerts and stuff like yeah. that. And then when a season starts, like didn't they have like a robot and a dinosaur fight each other at one <laughs> point? So, they, yeah. Like run around. Or... Honestly, they do some really cool stuff. I don't play Fortnite anymore, but I know it's the kind of game that Anytime I do go on it again or go back to it, it's going to be completely different from mm. what I knew before. Mm. Yeah. So, like, yeah, props to it, man. Yeah, oh, that's cool. um, yeah it's a game that my... I've never played, but I, I like hearing about what they do in that game. Yeah. And my mine is for the exact same reason as Amy is Fortnite. Yeah. I mean, they do. I, I, ju- I just think, like, I mean, it's probably not the best game there, but from an ongoing game perspective, the the ability they've had to keep what is an extremely basic game fresh is mm. it, it's commendable yeah i mean yeah cuz if you look at something like pubg like that was the first like one that blew up before yeah. fortnite and then pubg quickly came and went and yeah. fortnite has just managed to stay around and relevant and also you know that we've got loads more like battle royale games now because of it and they still can't quite touch fortnite so they're obviously doing something right yeah that's well, very very true I, yeah. I mean, I know PUBG and the other one is no, no. It is PUBG. It's big in like the non-English speaking territories. Mm. I, I know mm. it's massive in India and it's huge in South America. But if we're looking at it from English speaking territories, it's Fortnite. Okay. And weirdly, pu- I wasn't really pub- wasn't sure. PUBG is still very much going. And at the Game Awards, there was a trailer for a game that I am very excited about. That is actually PUBG a team. PUBG world game. And it is one that I didn't think was going to be a PUBG game. It was the the Callisto Protocol, which was the game that is head up by the guy who essentially made Dead Space. Oh, yeah. That is, PUBG. that is in the PUBG cool. universe, even though it is a very much sci-fi horror futuristic game. It's pretty cool. 
That's uh, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I, I think it was just a CG trailer. If it's not a CG trailer, holy shit, this game is pretty. But I think it was just a CG yeah. trailer. I'm, yeah. I'm excited because the idea of a single player, relatively big budget game being helmed by the creator of Dead Space and he's going full horror next gen. Let's I go. need this in my veins, George. Veins. Yes. Need it. I will probably buy it too. It'll probably take me back to when I played Dead Space with my good friend co-op Dead Space 3. Ah, oh, come oh, on, George. I know, Don't I know it's lame. I know that's in like... the wound. All right. All right. <laughs> I know Dead Space 1 was the best and Dead Space 2 was really good too. Mm. But Dead Space 3 holds that co-op shooter place in my heart. Yeah. Which I kind of seldom hope he does, but at the same time, if he keeps it to just horror. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm all, I'm all for it. Yeah, mm. I mean, what what holds that space in my heart is Resident Evil Five because I had the exact same experience with a friend where yes, really yeah, which I know it's yes. like we know it's not the best Resident Evil, but we love it because we played it co-op all the time. And yeah, it was that thing. Anyway, we should probably get back to what we were actually talking about. Let's go. Um, yeah, so best ongoing game, Fortnite, fucking great, go for it. Yep, mine's I'll Destiny Two, yeah. but definitely Fortnite should probably get the awards. I- I yeah. kind of want to. I I like that mine's Tekken, mm. but I hate that everyone thinks I'm just the fighting guy. So I'm going to say Monster <laughs> Hunter World too. <laughs> Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Did, let's go. Didn't they like? You mean the game where you fight monsters? <laughs> right. I'm going to leave this. Is when you is when you hunt them? It's when you when you hunt the monsters and you wear their uh, their skin. Yeah, that's pretty dope. By I fighting like, them. Fight them. By I like, by I like defeating them. Amy, sure. <laughs> I hear what you're doing. Okay, um, next one that comes up, just so that George doesn't say a fighting game. What we might do, we don't know. Best indie game. It was making fun of me. I know. It's okay. It's because we love you. No, it's not. Okay. Well, best indie game. Um, Amy, I want Amy. you to start with this one because I feel I was like say Amy. Yeah. You, yes, I, I I have one straight away yeah. that I would go for. Um, I re- I played this year. A game called The Last Campfire. Um, and it is gorgeous and the story is lovely and it's a really nice like little puzzle game and it made me cry at the end. Uh, oh, it's it's good. It's it came out this year. So it's still very new. It, it does look I don't know if you lovely. guys have heard of it. I haven't no, actually. I've literally just Googled so it because no. I've never heard of it and it looks absolutely lovely. And it's on PlayStation. Yeah, it's, it's on PlayStation. All right, I'm gonna give this a go. Yeah. It's really pretty. I played it on Switch. Um you're essentially, you're a character called Ember and uh, you are trying to find your way to the last campfire and on your way there, you kind of find other lost souls, other embers oh, no. that have lost their light. So they turn to stone, turn to ash, mm. and then you have to solve a puzzle to find their soul and bring it back to them. And then, like, it's just really cute. So it's like a little adventure puzzle game you save all the embers bring them back to the campfire while trying to make a journey so you're clearing a path for all the other lost souls to kind of follow you through mm-hmm. um and it's got a really nice kind of voiceover to it as well that kind of talks you through and kind of tells it almost like a old fairy tale um yeah really really nice game it's quite cheap to pick up quite short to play but i, I would definitely recommend that that's my it's my best indie game this year. No, I'm, I'm going to definitely put that up. And just from a, a quick Damn. search, that's made by Hello Games that make No Man's Sky. That was the little game that they worked on while kind of building oh, yeah. No Man's Sky back up. So that's that's a nice. really cool little project. I'm definitely going to give that a go because I th- yeah definitely check it, it, it looks really really, really cute, really pretty in the way that kind of 
it's all rendered. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna buy that tonight. And the the puzzles are like a good level. They're like they're challenging, but not so challenging that you you need to you feel like you either need to look it up or you want to put down the game and never come back. Like it's not frustratingly challenging and it's very good at making you feel smart when you solve them mm. but everything also the the actual puzzles are kind of like little reasons for like why people have lost their light so it's a lot of like little souls of like they've given up hope so one of them couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel so you have a puzzle where you have mirrors and you have to shine a light to get mm. it around the corner and that was because that like little character didn't didn't know where they were going and then you show them the light and then they have a bit more hope to continue their journey so all the puzzles have got like really cute, like little Aww. meanings and like, it's all like, yeah, it's, it's very, very cute. That's good stuff. No, I, I, I love the idea that the puzzles are part of the storytelling. That is, I, I'm yeah. getting this game. You've sold it to me, Amy. Very much so. That's fantastic. Good, I'm glad. We'll have to talk about it after you've played yeah. it because I need someone to talk to about it. No one else I know has finished this game and it's so no, good. I, I definitely get it and play through and yeah, it can be something we can talk about on the next episode of the podcast. So. If anyone, if awesome. anyone wants to be part of the discussion, get the game, give it a little playthrough, and send feedback into bonusagefeedback at gmail.com. Plug. Um, okay. George, indie game. What's yours? Um, to be honest, I didn't really, I didn't play a lot of indie games this this year. I did play one that is on the list, um, and we all played it. The little <laughs> Fall Guys game, hmm. which is very very famous. Uh, so that would probably be my main pick, but I did see, uh, there was a game that I did want to play, but I didn't get around to doing it. And it's, um, oh shit. What's it called? It's something like, uh, the long something. Fuck. It's basically, you play as like a duck and you like fly around. Oh, um, short hike. That's the one. Thank you. Short, short hike. hike. Yeah, I played that this year as well. That's also a really lovely game. Yeah, that, I saw. I saw the because I. I think I followed the person who made that on Twitter, and I saw the, the iterations and how it was being made. Oh, cool. But I was like, oh, this this looks really cool, and then I just didn't play it. No, that does look. So cool. I, I wanted to play. So that would have been, a contender. But because I played Fall Guys, Fall Guys would be my my choice. I feel like an asshole. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> no, a, a short hike just from a little search. It looks super cute. At the moment, it's only on uh, PC, Mac, and Nintendo Switch. That's yes. probably why I didn't play it then, because it's not on PS4. But no, I, I mean, short it, hike it's, is, it, is really nice. Yeah. Mm. I think if it it's does, very, very cute. if it does come to PlayStation console, I'll, I'll also pick this one up as well. I like, I like a good short little kind of indie game. It just kind of palette, uh, palette cleanser, and there's always something a bit more interesting normally. Yeah, mm. Sally, you got an indie game that you loved this year. Uh, will you accept a mobile game? Mm-hmm. Of course. Will yeah. you accept a mobile game which came out on Android this year but came out on iOS the very end of last year? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Cool. Uh, it's called Sprint RPG. Okay. It's like a dungeon crawler where you have to keep on tapping uh, to go forward and go left and right. And if you hit the wall, if you don't tap it, you start losing health. Uh, if you hit the wall, you lose a big chunk of health, and you're gonna run. You run into enemies, and you need to click the right button when you fight the enemy. That's cool. Uh, or else you lose health, and like I think your health is linked to the linked to the time you're in the dungeon as well. So your health will slowly go down, but if you get hit by an enemy, you'll lose like five or ten seconds, 
Probably less than oh, that. That's cool. Right. And then if you hit the walls, you lose health. So what, is it like a endless runner dungeon crawler kind of thing? Uh, I I don't think it's end. It's not endless okay. because it's different levels. Oh, cool. But I think they're randomly generated. Very nice. What was it called again? A sprint RPG. RPG. Yeah, I just searched for it. And it's yeah. Is it black and white as well? It's black and white in all screens. Yeah, it's black and white as well. It looks really cool. It's pretty cool. Well, that's cute. Yeah. No, this is this is a really cool looking game. And it's free. It's free. Yeah. Ooh. Oh damn. I don't, this looks cool. Yeah, I don't pay. I don't. I don't believe I paid for it. Yeah, it does look sick. Yeah. What? I mean, yeah. anyone that's joining that along really cool. with the conversation has lasted an hour long. Fuck it. Google search Sprint RPG if you haven't. It's a cool look- looking game. I might just download it on my phone and give it a little whirl. Nice one, Sally. I enjoyed yeah, I'll be it. Giving that a go. Let's yeah. go. Uh, my indie game of the year. It, it's a, it's a game that when I first saw it, I it was immediately sold. And actually, because of the art direction, which this could have very well been up there in the art direction side of things, if it wasn't so reminiscent of some other games. Mortal Shell was the one. Ah, that, yes. Oh, good shout! I nice. absolutely loved Mortal Shell. It was essentially just a very small kind of Souls-like game made by a really small mm-hmm. little company. But it looked fantastic. The art direction was genuinely really cool. I think the way I described it after watching the trailers, and I'm sorry for the description again, but like gothic BDSM. Because it was like, <laughs> you had these like crazy gothic nice. statues with like armor and swords, but then you'd have like chains and leather strapped around them as well. It was really fucking weird, but it was really, really good. I absolutely love this. I mean, it, the the art design takes a very much of a turn in other sections, but I don't want to spoil any of the... Yeah. You essentially have four mm. paths that you can go down and they nice. each have their own distinct visual identity. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and like the very last one, or the hardest one, it doesn't have to be the last, is essentially this like staircase up into the sky, but it all looks kind of sci-fi because there's these like monoliths that are floating there and it all gets very warped and weird. It's, it's fucking cool. Something that... Yeah, it's like if Demon Souls or Dark Souls or anything like that just went a bit weird with their art direction. I absolutely loved it. Cool little game as well. Um, it's probably relatively inexpensive. If you like Souls-like games, I would I would recommend it. It's fun. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So Take what it. is the next one? Mobile game. Mobile game. I, I have not played a lot of mobile games this year. The only one I've played is Among Us. with, And that's purely because of Amy and... <laughs> us playing that like every other week with a bunch of friends. Yeah. Um it, it's a fun game. I absolutely love it. I love being the imposter and just kind of going around and picking people off one by one. And it's it's so cool. I love it so much. Yeah, I love a good uh hit and roll game mm. like Among Us. It's yeah. it's great. Um it's funny though that it's like in the game awards, because didn't this come out like two years ago? Yeah. Like I I know it still yeah. counts, but it's a it's weird because it's a game that feels like it was very much made for the times we're in at the moment yeah. with the pandemic and everything. Mm. So it's really weird to think, oh, this came out way before Ages then. Um, yeah, I I love Among Us, man. That's that's definitely the most game I played on my mobile like this year. It's, it's got to be yeah. Among yeah. Us. Yeah. But I don't really play a lot of mobile games, to be fair. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. And that being said, like Genshin Impact is one that is technically a mobile game, but is also on console and stuff as well. It's everywhere. It's, yeah. got, it's everywhere. I've heard such amazing things and... I think that just kind of is a testament to the mobile game space that you can have something like Genshin Impact, which 
for all intents and purposes, looks like a console game running on mobile and kind of not really being, not really being kind of tied down or like yeah. hindered by that. It's like it's it's a cool space, and the fact that you can have a game like Among Us and a game like Call of Duty both running on mobile side by side. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, I didn't realize Call of Duty Mobile was up in there in the nominations. I did, yeah, that's, I didn't realize Call of Duty Mobile that's was so a, funny in comparison. Yeah, I didn't it? realize it was that big a thing. I knew it was a game. I just thought it was one of those because there's been so many Call of Duty Mobile games. I thought they just put them out there to die and they get some money and then there's yeah. the next one. Didn't realize it was a genuinely good thing. Maybe one day I'll actually play it. Probably not. I wouldn't hold my breath, but you know. <laughs> I think it's kind of like, is it not similar to like Fortnite's on mobile, wasn't it? You can play Fortnite. Yeah. Cross mm. like I I don't know if the Call of Duty one I haven't played it so I don't know but I I thought it might have been like a Warzone thing. I think it's its own standalone game because yeah oh, I looked it? into it and I think it uses the idea know. of something like a Black Ops Three where you have and I might be very wrong about this but you have essentially your characters and you choose a character that has a certain perk associated with it okay. or an ultimate associated with it and then it's just a multiplayer game. That's crazy. We can have games like this on our mobiles yeah. now. Yeah. Isn't it? It's so mad. Comes so far from Snake. (laughs) We really come so far from Snake. Yeah, it's it's insane. And the Nokia N gauge paved the way for modern mobile gaming. It's true. It's like the mobile game space is not a game space that I'm in really. I I used to play it a lot more. Like I remember, I remember being so excited that my mum was getting an iPad two. Because I could play Infinity Blade, and I was so excited playing nice. Infinity Blade. And that, I mean, Infinity Blade Two was an absolute cracker of a game. Really annoying that you can no longer play those games, but yeah, they took them down from the store, George. Absolutely. What the fuck? So they, they no yeah, way. And what they was they were making a game called Infinity Blade Dungeons, which was a dungeon crawler, which looked absolutely amazing. And then they halted production on it, and the next thing you know, all the Infinity Blade games were taken off of the. Apple Store and all of those assets were put for free within the Unreal Game Engine. So really? if you want to, if you want to grab those assets and add them into your game, you can absolutely do that. But you cannot play the nice. game that they were built for, which is really annoying. Sad. That's weird. Yeah, really weird. It's very but, weird. Yeah, it's it's come such a long way from that. Which I mean, you probably look back on that and compare it to any of these games, and you're like, this is just fucking shit it's just someone walking it's there trash. you swipe, swipe a little bit you touch on the screen and that was it it's like these are actual real games now and the fact that i mean you, sorry concept you can play scrim on mobile right sky uh, no there's El- elder scrolls blades i know they got the Elder scrolls thing i thought they'd also ported scrim no you can play it on alexa though one day. i mean i wouldn't be surprised yeah, yeah. Can, the fact that you can play on alexa scrim. is ridiculous and also exactly. can i just for a side note, they had a trailer for Skyrim at the Game Awards to say that Skyrim is coming to Game Pass. And you're like, this is not... Hey, you, Skyrim. You paid God, for ad talk space. Talk about beating a dead horse. Jesus. You, you've paid for ad space to say that a game is coming to Game Pass. That A game that everyone fucking has already. Why? I hate Honestly. that game. And it's obvious. It was obvious that it was going to come. Yeah, you guys have bought the studio. Yes. If it didn't come, that would have been the weird... That would have been the, the, the yeah. news to announce. The news. Like, no, it's Just not coming to Game Pass. Now. Thankfully, you all own it anyway because it's an old fucking game. Stop pumping it out. Uh, I, I digress. Let's go on to best community support because that shit actually makes me very happy this year. Fucking, for me, it's Fall Guys. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, I 100% agree with that. It can't not be just, and it's not even anything to do with the game. That Twitter account was absolutely banging. You know what, though? A lot of people, uh, this might just be because I'm seeing cynics online, a lot of people are like, 
four guys fell off because their game their their um Twitter account seems like it's run by like a meme lord. I'm like, nah, that's the only thing that kind of got me wanting to play that game. Yeah, yeah. that makes me want to go back. That's what brought a load of people into yeah. it, you know. Also, I think like, you know, the whole thing they did with um raising money for charities so that yeah. like brands could get their skin in, like that's great. I think they used their power for good and that brought in loads more players and stuff 100%. as well. I think that was really, really cool. Who won so. that, by the way? Uh um uh it was it was a mix of like three people, it, right? Uh, it was like, Ninja and so, someone else and they kind of combined yeah. money to Ninja, uh, Mr. Beast, and then there was there was like was it like Aim Aim Labs or something? Something like there was, that. There yeah. was an, I, I, I there was another one. Okay. Makes sense. So, yeah, they all they all clubbed together and they they won the bid. I don't know when that skin is coming out. Has it not come out yet? I don't think so. If it has, I completely missed hmm. it. I don't think it has. Yeah, um, so it's coming. It, but yeah, it, the the fact they did that to raise a load of money, I think, is really really great, and yeah. they brought the community together around that. So. Yeah. So I've, I've got the thing 100%. here. It's G two Esports, Ninja, Aim Lab, and Mr Beast combined to donate one million dollars. To get their skin in the game, which yeah. is like, come on, that's fantastic. Well done, fool guys, yeah. mate. All, like, all for special effects. All the brands were thirsty anyway. They were yeah. all like, oh, put us in your oh, games. So. KFC just didn't stop tweeting at them like, oh, this would look really cool. And they were just kind of like, <laughs> but KFC no. have a get their own game. So, yeah, well, we'll see that yeah. when it comes out. Yeah, KFC has made so many different games over the years that it's like, also, also pizza as well. Maybe that's a topic for another time. The stupidest fucking tie in games that brands have done. I remember Burger King racing. No, it, it was the Doritos dinosaur game. That was the weird one. <gasps> yeah. Wait, I, I remember the Doritos game that was like Wipeout. Where you'd have to run and jump. I don't remember that one. You never played the Doritos game uh, on Xbox this, 360? This is definitely a conversation like, for another podcast. Doritos like Wipeout? Yeah, we're definitely making this conversation <sighs> next time. That, this would be good. One. Okay, that was a really good game. Okay, um, so yeah, okay. best community sport. Unless anyone else is saying anything else, this straight goes to four guys. George, do you agree? No comment. Good. All right. <laughs> it's a no from George. <laughs> no, four guys was good, man. Uh, the next one is best VR and AR, and I'm happy for you guys to talk about this one. I do not play VR or AR, so I, I, not play yeah, I don't own VR. Life. Oh wait. Oh wait. I've got one. VR porn doesn't count, Sully. No. <laughs> I only do that on every other weekend. Um, just to spice it up it's a an, bit. It's an it's an AR game. Okay. Technically. Oh, uh, I know what you're gonna say. Kind of. Yeah. You're gonna Pokemon, say Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Let's go. Pokemon Go. They actually, legitimately, that game has gotten better and better. They are now only two generations behind. Wow. The Pokemon games. Um, they they adapted really well to the pandemic. Like they were like they did stuff to encourage people to go out uh, when they had to, and when it was lockdowns, they were like, "Stay home." We've made it so Pokemon will pop up in areas with lower mobile service because it's based off mobile activity mm. where more Pokemon pop up, um, and like we've made it so you can access Pokestops from home and you can like access gyms from home. Um, yeah, so, so they kind of like made it a bit more. That's cool. I mean, I might be wrong in this one. A bit more like a normal Pokemon game where you can kind of access things rather than having to actually physically walk around. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, at this point, they're slowly starting to scale that back when now there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So it's like now your incense um, 
which is the thing that attracts Pokemon to your location, it was based, you had to be walking to do it. Okay. Then they changed it to it's wherever. Now it's back to kind of have to be walking to do it. Makes sense. And like your your Pokemon eggs you get by trading with people. Uh, it used to be everything took half as long to get. So if it was a 10 kilometer egg, it took you five kilometers. Now they put it back to 10 kilometers is 10, okay. et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, good on them for, nice. for doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's that's very impressive. Let's go. Amy, yeah. do, um, do you do any kind of VR or AR stuff? Uh, yeah, a little bit. So I do actually have a VR headset, but I don't play it very much. Um, I tried Half-Life Alex at my friend's, okay. and um, I only played maybe like the first 45 minutes, so not really enough to give it a good go. But what I did play, I was very impressed by, and it was very fun. Mm-hmm. Um they have this thing, so when you're trying to grab stuff, you kind of like point at what you want and you like flick it, and then that object will fly towards you, and then you catch it midair. That's and it. I tell you what, it makes you feel so badass. <laughs> like even if it's just like a can or like you know like a gun clip or something, you can point and then it will like fling it towards you and catch things is very very satisfying and is a really cool way to like move around the world. So you don't feel too limited by VR because I do think mm. like this is the first kind of game I've played. It's had like a story and stuff to it, and there's more like a traditional games we see. Um, but with those mechanics that makes it feel a lot more fluid in VR, it, you were able to actually do things. And the things that hang from the ceiling, I don't really play the Half-Life games, but um, mm-hmm. those things that like come down and grab yeah. you when you're in VR is really gross. <laughs> like it's it's quite yeah. scary when they come at you and the face huggers and all of that stuff. Mm. Um so yeah, uh, Half-Life was was really good, um, but I haven't played it enough to really say. Uh, I do have another VR game, but it is a slightly older one, so I don't know if it would count. But I would say my best VR game, other than Beat Saber, um, is Astrobot. Astrobot on the PlayStation. That VR game was so, so good. Um, And if you've played the Astrobot on the PS5, uh, if you played Astrobot Playroom, all of that charm and, like, you know, polish that it has on there is just the exact same but in a VR game with extra polish because it's got the VR elements and it still just screams PlayStation the whole time. Like, it makes you know that you're wearing a PlayStation VR headset. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, it's really fun. They even, like, build that design into the mechanics. So one of the, like, bosses you fight at the end, he has, like, a giant PlayStation controller that is <laughs> able to do all of the, like, abilities you've learned throughout That's the game. Cool. So you, you learn to, like, shoot, like... um like a hook onto something and pull the controller to grab it or you can show um what are they called like little shurikens mm. yeah like, um, yeah, sure yeah yeah you can like flick that with the touchpad on your playstation then when you're f- battling the big boss um he does it back to you and then there's a moment where you get to put your small controller in the big one to like take control and yeah. shoot it back it's just really really fun um yeah that that's definitely my best my favorite vr game like i actually would say i enjoyed that way more than beat saber wow yeah yeah nice. I, I would highly recommend. I've heard amazing things about it, and it's the only game that I've ever kind of wanted to get a VR headset for, but it feels very weird getting it for one game, sadly. Well, do you know this? This is to the point that I loved it so much that if they do a second one, I will specifically buy a PlayStation VR headset just to get the second Astrobot game because I loved it that much. Wow. Like it, it, it was, but I love platformers. Mm. So if yeah. you're not really into platformers, then it might not be the same thing for you. But for me personally, I would highly consider getting a, a VR headset just to play that game. I did mm-hmm. borrow my friend's and, and played it on his, but it's, it's very, yeah. very good. 
Mm. Awesome. Anyone else got anything else to say on the VR front or are we, are we happy to move along? New. I'm happy to move happy along. To move along. Uh, the next one is innovation in accessibility. It was given to The Last of Us Part 2 and from everything I've seen, very rightfully, rightly so. so. It was it was a game that they really pushed the accessibility stuff. And I mean, I dipped into mm. it very slightly when I played the game and it's extensive. It's a very extensive list and it's got lots of praise surrounding it. So, and I, yeah. I feel like it's probably not one that we need to discuss. It's just kind of a shout out of like, congratulations that yeah. good job for actually implementing that stuff. Which cool. hopefully agree. come next, next, uh, next gen, that's more commonplace. Yeah. Now we're on to kind of the actual kind of genre categories. So the first one is best action mm-hmm. game. George. Easy. I'm going to look at you and ask, what is the best action game of the year, in your opinion? How much action was there? Did you get much action this year? No. (laughs) 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 Um, You know what? I don't really play a lot of action games this year. So that's probably a bad thing. So maybe... Maybe I I have to dip out of this one. Damn, he dipped out of action game. All right, well, dippy down. Let's move it along to Amy then, George. Sorry, mate. Uh, uh, I feel like I'm maybe in the same position as George. Hot I'm trying damn. to think Hot. of. I'm trying to think of um, some of the action games I've played this year. Mm. Maybe come back okay. to me. I need to have a little think. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, God of War. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, <laughs> God of War. <laughs> uh, all right, well, fuck it. I'm saying it. Doom Eternal. This is like the best action game this year. It's one of the best action games of all time. I think it's it's that good. Wow. Um, yeah. If you like shooting, or if you, man, it's I I cannot speak enough praise for Doom Eternal. I loved every bloody second, and they're doing this yeah. expansion. They're like dropping a few expansions for it. I'm waiting for them all to come out so I can just gobble them all up and spend another however long just ripping and tearing. They're also apparently dropping nice. a next-gen upgrade, which the moment that drops, I'm replaying this game. Cheeky. Because fucking is it good or is it bloody good? Oh, Love it. Nice, nice. Amy, would you like to chip in or do you want us to just kind of mm. s- just smooth over this one? And Okay, so I do, I do mm, have two. Okay. So the uh, first one, I would say Last of Us Part 2 for me. Um, if that counts, I don't know if that really counts as action. It's, I'm thinking of action scenes. Yeah, I mean, And there's an action part... scene in Last of Us Part 2. I don't think I've played enough action games. So action adventure to... is an... Annoyingly, action and then action adventure are two separate categories. And action adventure tends to be like action games that are oh. story driven and then action pure games are kind of gameplay driven ones at least the way that I, that's the way i see it oh well then if it's just action i don't know if i can i can say on that because i think mine are probably just action and adventure yeah yeah i don't i don't play enough just action mm. games i think it's a very weird yeah. distinction that the game awards makes that there's a best action and a best action adventure i feel like the genres you're essentially saying like they're this they're two sides of the same coin really it's weird but yeah Let's we can move on to best action adventure, which I think this covers a lot more of what the us as a wider kind of group have played this year. Mm. So, yeah. George, do you want to speak up within action adventure? Yeah, give best me your adventure, adventure game. 
I, I, I'll no. read on their list what they've got. They've got The Last of Us Part 2, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ghost of Tsushima, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's what they're considering action-adventure games. So anything that's similar to that, I'm also going to accept, because fuck it, we're not that rigid here. Hmm. hmm. See, I'm kind of not basing it on the best one. No, don't. I'm kind of basing it on on how much fun I had playing. Do it. Mm. And probably, probably The Last of Us Part Two. Okay. Of all the games this year, I feel like I only played two really popular games this year, and that was The Last of Us and Final Fantasy VII Remake. The rest of it was Monster Hunter and fighting games. That's all it was. It's fine. Like your time to shine is coming very soon, George. I fucking. Hope I want so. a monologue from you. <clears throat> I want, I want a full okay, monologue. right. So I'll say, I'll say, uh, The Last of Us. Cool. You know, it felt it felt good to shoot people in the head in that mm. game. Very nice. I'm gonna leave it okay. at that. All right. Take that out of context. <laughs> I mean, I'm worrying about you, but you know, it's fine. Maybe, <laughs> Thankfully, we maybe sound like a psychopath. Yeah. Amy. Something a bit more than just shooting people in the heads feels good, or uh, <laughs> um, come back to me because I need to look at my switch to remind me what I've played this okay, year. Okay, cool. We'll give you a couple minutes. Okay, so give yeah, me go, two go, go. seconds. Sully, I'm just trying to figure out if I would count. No, it's yeah. It's not. Doesn't really count as action adventure. Say it. Just say. It. Just say it. I was going to say the Fire Emblem Three Houses DLC. Probably doesn't count as action adventure. It doesn't yeah. count. That that would go on to strategy. I was strategy um, or even just RPG. Yeah. Which um, are, I guess, their own separate categories within the Game Awards. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I'm struggling here. Okay. Um, well, I've, I've played a, a good substantial chunk of these games and probably some other ones that are still classed as best action adventure. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, I really enjoyed. I think the gameplay mm-hmm. was pretty solid. I think the main character was a bit irritating, but eh. <laughs> it was it was very Star Wars. It was nice to feel like a Jedi. Weirdly, this is under. I think this came out last year, which I'm surprised it's on this list. But if this is on the list, then Control should probably be on the list because they came out around the same time, and Control made me feel way more like a Jedi than because <laughs> just like the the powers in that you could tear chunks of the wall out and throw at enemies where in Jedi Fallen Order it's kind of like I can throw my lightsaber and I can, I can pull things That's, towards yeah. me a little bit it's like it felt like it should have just gone all out with the, with the Jedi powers in that game but I do want a sequel to it because I feel like it was a really cool core game and mm-hmm. I mean it looks really good it didn't run great on last gen consoles I will say but it, it it ran well enough that it didn't hinder my enjoyment of the game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I very much enjoyed it. I think within this category, go. It, I mean, it's hard not to give it to the Last of Us Part Two. It was just like set pieces were fantastic. The actual traversing that that kind of journey that you take across the states was something really interesting. You had that that open world environment in Seattle, which was really cool, and you had the more linear yeah. moments. But every time you had actual gameplay, that segment opened up and there was there was so many different routes you could take to attack you could stealth your way through it by crawling through the grass you could like hide behind boxes or trigger sounds the dogs holy shit those dogs i've I've never wanted to kill dogs in a game but after a few rounds of getting my throat torn out i made a beeline for those dogs immediately every single scene so 
God. Along with George, it was very fun shooting people in the head in that game. Yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Amy, you've looked at your Switch. I have. And I'm sad I have nothing more interesting to say, but it it's Last of Us yeah. Part Two for me. I thought I I I thought there must have been some others, but um it appears I don't play a lot of action and adventure games, I suppose. Not new ones this year anyway. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a weird year for stuff like this because I feel like in a normal year there wouldn't be so many delays and we would have played more of them, but a lot of things got delayed throughout the year. And with us being at home, I think a lot of people's gaming habits have changed. I know mine has. I'm playing a lot more multiplayer games uh-huh. or social games with friends rather than sticking to my, my core single player yeah. things. So it's just yeah. a, bit, a bit of a weird year, but uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just We're just doing different mm. things. On The, ne- the next one is best role-playing game. Uh-huh. So, Final Fantasy VII uh-huh. Remake is on this list, but there are some other ones like Genshin Impact. They put Persona 5 Royale Oops. on the list, and I, I played through Persona 5. I never got the Royale edition because I put yeah. 80 hours into Persona 5. I'm not, I don't want to do that again, and I feel like I should have just yeah. waited for the Royale edition. But everything I've heard is just if you like Persona 5, this is an even better version of it, which, congratulations, yeah. I fucking mm. love Persona 5. What do um, you guys. What was your favourite RPG Final, of the year, I guess? Final Fantasy VII Remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Remake. Amy, how about you? <laughs> uh, I don't play enough role-playing games to comment <laughs> on this one, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, it's weird, because that what you just situation. said sounded a lot like Final Fantasy VII Remake yeah. as well. Uh, Final Fantasies. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> yeah let's go! <laughs> Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, Amy. Up next. Sully. Yeah. We, we're going to have to keep quiet because this is George's time. Oh. This is George's moment in the spotlight. George, okay, best I'm, I'm gonna fighting time to shine. game. Let's say on three. So hard. Three, though. two, one. Yeah, no, you <laughs> can't. <laughs> Welcome Ninja Storm. No, I told Ninja Storm. Is an amazing game. <laughs> it's not the, it's not the the game. Right. Go on. So I feel like I have to be impartial, because mm. we were, as I said earlier, Luca was saying that because obviously the Game Awards granted it to Mortal Kombat 11, which is, you know, probably deserved. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, for the record, didn't play it. Didn't play Mortal Kombat 11 this year. Mm-hmm. But only because Mortal Kombat hasn't really, it doesn't really do it for me when it comes to a fighting game. But saying that though, I can appreciate that Mortal Kombat 11 would have, it would have um, had the biggest access to the audience. People who aren't fighting game players usually go to Mortal Kombat 11 to play the story. Mm. Saying that, apparently the online the online functionality of that game is fucking awesome. So I have to respect Mortal Kombat for, for winning that category. So if that's me being impartial. Mm-hmm. Me being biased, I played so many fighting games this year. I played Street Fighter V, Dragon Ball Fighters, Tekken 7, uh, King of Fighters 14, Undernight in Birth, Fighting EX Layer, Garrow, Mark of the Wolves, so many fucking fighting games, right? Fucking hell. So Jesus. I fucking love fighting games, guys. True. Thought you, you guys knew that. Say. I love I've them. got that hint. <laughs> <They're> the- 
<laughs> Cheeky boy. <laughs> and the the one I had the most fun playing, the one I had, you know, I actually went up a rank this year in this game and it took me fucking ages. It probably is Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Dragon Ball Z has been my favorite, favorite fighting game of this year. But close second has to be, te- um, no, Street Fighter Five. Yeah. Street Fighter Five. It's amazing. I, it started off as the worst fighting game ever, and now it's probably it's it, it's it's a massive contender, you know, an absolutely massive contender. And I'm so glad that on this list, Undernight in Birth is there. That is madness. Under like when I said Undernight in Birth, you guys were probably like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah I've never heard, heard of that game. But the fact that that's on a list with like. You know, that's that's one of the ones that are like, yo, this game could be the game of the year for fighting game. Yeah. That's massive. Cause no one's heard of it. Yeah. Except for Not me. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it's it's it looks and very much sounds like a, a fighting game community game. It is the most layered game ever. So earlier, Luca, I think the reason why I got so emotional is when you said that like Mortal Kombat is super deep. I can I can appreciate it, but I can appreciate that it's but deep. I'm wrong. But Undernight in Birth is so much deeper than Mortal Kombat 11 in my personal. So like opinion. Mortal Kombat 11 is like mm-hmm. like a deep swimming pool where Undernight Rebirth is kind of like fuck off. It's, it's the, the ocean. ocean. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it's just it. Oh, fuck me! Like I love fighting games, <laughs> and for the Game Awards to say that Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate won, mm. I have to respect it. Because, to be fair, when it comes to fighting games, they've done such a good job of hyping everybody up. So, like, what you've got the Joker in that game. You've got fucking Rambo, Rambo, RoboCop, Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in that game. Spawns in it, fucking Spawn. (laughs) Spawn. And they got Keith David to voice him. Fuck yes, that's it's fucking mental. So I, I gotta respect Mm. it. I have to respect it. Fair play that they won. GG. Yeah. I have to play the game. I have you, to. I mean, play, uh, oh, genuinely, well, if you get the game and play a bit, we all play it together. Uh, you will kick the shit out of me because you're a good fighting game player. But I love Mortal Kombat 11. And I have like, I feel like every couple months I have a solid week or two where I just burn through that game. I just play a bunch of the towers. I kind of, I don't, I, I don't rank up. I'm not like a PvP person, but the towers, they're like mm. randomly generated and they're constantly refreshing and giving you kind of new content, new loot and stuff like that. Because there is a loot game in this game that you, you can completely turn off when you're playing online. But you can customize the characters a little bit, give them new kind of armor looks and give them slight stat increases that don't really change much. But the modifiers for the game are generally amazing. Like to the point where there's just sometimes a tower that brings a tag team mode in it. Just sometimes. <laughs> and you're like, how insane is that? That's that like, cool. they, they where we used to have tech and tag team tournament or was it tag and tag tournament where it's like a whole game bit built around this mm. this is just a throwaway thing that they've just kind of worked in they're like yeah sometimes we'll let you do yeah. this it's mad that there's so much here oh, it's I, re- I i love the game and i think part of it is just because it is so overly brutally ridiculous that yeah 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 it's a it's got it's got that it has that wow factor yeah. that will bring a lot of people in definitely that will, will bring a lot of non-fighting game fans in yeah which is the thing that is so good for fighting game fans is when yeah. more people get to play the game. Exactly. So I have to respect it. Yeah. It is not my decision, but I have to respect it. As, yeah. Absolutely. Fair enough. So, yeah. Cool. What about you guys? 
Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm HD. Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm HD. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Amy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> weirdly, I didn't know that there's a One Punch Man fighting game. It's shit. How, no one should play it, that like, game. How is it like <laughs> Is it a bad arena fighter? It's a bad arena right. fighter. That makes sense. Yeah. What about Jump Force? That's also a bad arena fighter. I'm glad that Grand Blue Fantasy Versus was on this game. On this list, sorry. Which is a, an Arc System Works yeah. game. Hopefully next year, it's Guilty Gear Strive. You're very much excited for that game, aren't you? I very much am. I'm, I'm excited to sink my teeth into a new game. Saying that, I think I'm getting Grand Blue Versus for Christmas. So we'll probably sink a lot of time into that game nice. too. Well, I'm excited for you to be, be excited. Thank you. All right. Well, yeah. Are we done with the fighting games or would you like to talk some more about it, George? I could talk forever about fighting games. And the last thing I'll say <laughs> is uh, I'm going to look at the, the sales on PSN. And if Mortal Kombat is in sale, I'll buy it. My man. Yo. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, cool. Best family game. Let's power through these last few. Best family game. Um, uh, Animal Crossing one. I don't think, I mean, I don't play a lot of family games, but I can't imagine you guys would be disagreeing with that. Amy I'm not might. adverse to that at all. Oh, but Paper um, Mario the Origami yeah. King is oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Amy. Maple. Amy, which way do you, oh. do you lean on this one? Would you say I, that Paper Mario and the Origami King is a family game? Well, this is what I was thinking. Um, I I don't know if I would, but then having said that, my my family have played Paper Mario, so my mom has played it with mm. my brothers, yeah. and they played through together, and I think they all kind of helped try and solve the puzzles and do stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more of a family game from a single-player perspective. Mm. Like, yeah, I see what you, you watch someone play. Like, it is very good to watch someone play i'd say it's quite fun mm. um I, I i think animal crossing has has to win it really just because like they've got local co-op like play on it so like you know if you're playing with your family they can build their tent on your island and yeah. mm. you know that's the main way i've like stayed in contact with my family this year has been animal crossing my mum every time i cannot go on my nintendo switch and boot up animal crossing without getting a text from my mum if she's <laughs> online and sees i'm online it's like, oh, gates open. I'll come to like come <laughs> oh, to my town or I'll come to yours. So it's That's actually so lovely. So, you know, I said I played a lot of Animal Crossing. So I've actually got the hours that it says Ooh. here on my Switch of how much I played. Mine's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I currently have uh, over 260 hours spent on Animal Good Crossing. Damn. Would you like to hear how much my mum has spent oh, yeah. on it? I hope she's okay with me sharing this. But my mum loves it and it makes me so happy that she loves this game. So my mum, since the game has come out, she has played over, according to Sw- the Nintendo Switch, over 485 Jesus hours. Jesus Christ. That's not And my mum is not a gamer. She oh, wait, just plays yeah. this game every day. She goes on every day to do her little tasks and Aww. to keep the upkeep of her town. Yeah. And every time I go over to her town, she's like, oh, I've built this new thing in this new area. And she gives me a little tour. My my only issue with Animal Crossing is I think they need to add more stuff that you can actually do in game with people you're playing with. Yeah, you're quite limited when you go to someone's town to like. There's not actually a lot of gameplay stuff you can do. It's yeah. nice, but then after you've done it a couple of times, you're like, oh, that's Amy. That's kind of it. Did but, you did you say four hundred and eighty? Four hundred eighty-five. Oh shit! Hang on. Wait. All right. Hang on. Wait. 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 Four hundred eighty-five hours. Today's is. 
20.208 days. Wow. wow. So awesome. That's almost a month straight on that game. That's that amazing. is amazing. I love that. So shout out yeah, to Amy's mum. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, shout out. Amazing. Well done, mum. She <laughs> loves it and she's, she's still playing and we're going to be playing together when I go back for Christmas and I'm actually yes. very much looking hey, forward to that. let's go. So, yeah, I, I, I think hopefully other people have had similar experiences so I think, yeah. Yeah. Animal Crossing's got a win. And, and they, they drop yeah, seasonal really updates, nice. don't they? So like at Christmas period, it will be all Christmassy. They do. Yeah. yeah, so I, I like I still come back to it. I don't play it as much anymore. But I, I did actually start playing it yesterday because all the Christmas stuff is out and you can now build a snowman. So I was like, yeah, I want to build a snowman and it nice. gives me free shit. Hell yeah. So um, that's what I've done. And I'm sure when I go to my mum's town, she's going to have a load of Christmas stuff and loads mm-hmm. of snowmen built around that she'll show me. So yeah, yeah they have seasonal updates and... That's what keeps bringing me back to it. And I think that's why my mum plays it every day because it has that like limited resources and stuff that you can only get from playing the game mm, every yeah. day. It's mm. meant to be something you just play for like half an hour here, hour here. like. And I think that's exactly what my mum does yeah. after dinner every night. Is she'll just play Animal Crossing for a little while and then, yeah, play it the yeah, next day. The I, oh, I, I remember so. Sully talking about the turnip stock prices on that game I thought, this Mate. is the most ridiculous and brilliant Mate, thing I've ever heard the number of times I've texted Amy and Andy <laughs> and one of our friends at work being like what are your turnip prices <laughs> yes that was like I was like big into like the turnip yeah um, turnip. exchange in that game and I uh, you know I met a load of people online for it I made a lot of online Animal Crossing friends through sharing yeah. like my gate code if I had good turnip prices it's like yeah come to my town and um I had someone come to my town and I've I've named mine after something from Avatar Last Airbender mm-hmm. and they noticed and they were dressed up in the Avatar oh. like stuff. Wow. So we just totally bonded and added each other on there. It was just like it was really cute. Yeah. Like everyone's really nice. It's got a really nice welcoming community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That is, yeah. Respect. Good on good on Nintendo for that. That's 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 fucking great. The next category is best sim slash strategy. So Sully, do your thing, boy. Uh um, I'm actually going to say Civ 6 because this year they released their Frontier Pass, which is like their third expansion, I think, in the okay. game. It's smaller than the other two, but what they've added are a whole bunch of other civilizations. Well, not a whole bunch. I think they've added so far eight new civilizations or characters uh, and also like five different game modes within the game. Yes. Like just to freshen up that game because like... I love playing the base game. Then I got the two other expansions and I've gotten this. And it's like they've added a whole bunch of new modes to it. Like there's a hero mode where you get heroes. So like you get Sun Wukong if you play as China straight Yo. away. And he is OP. Um, or you get like Beowulf who early game will like three, <laughs> three shot a city on his own. It's like, okay. What has uh, this game become? And also this sounds amazing. It, it's amazing. And they've added um, a mode which is like, because in the the previous expansion, they added like uh, natural disasters. And they've got a mode which is like extra. Na- so natural disasters happen like three times significantly more frequently. And they're always the worst um, damage. For them, and then once you, once the CO, once the um, I'm going on. Once CO two output has gone, global warming has gone too mm. high. Um, 
you get hit with meteorites every turn. Massive <laughs> ones. And if they hit your city, they destroy your city completely. Wow. So the number of games I've played on that, where my capital was the first city to go, <laughs> is the worst. And it's just destroyed my entire game. And then you get solar flares as well, which take out all the electricity in the game. And it's like, I'm I'm literally just trying to build nukes. Like, stop oh it. Oh, my God. I was telling George and Luke the other day how I uh, nuked Canada because they uh, converted one of my countries. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you're a tyrant in that game. I love hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the only game where I can play on, like, almost the hardest difficulty. Oh, nice. GG, mate. Nice. But there's, like, eight, so... Yeah, Fair I, enough. I play on seven at the moment. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really play a lot of similar strategy games. There's a couple that I, I generally do really enjoy, but I mean, there hasn't been any this year that have come out. I, I really like XCOM, and they dropped XCOM yeah. Chimera Squad this year, but it's not yeah. out on the PlayStation consoles. It's only out on Windows PC mm-hmm. specifically. I have a Mac, I have a PlayStation, I can't play this game, which is really annoying. I really hope they do bring mm. it because XCOM is always one of those. I'm, I'm not big on tactics or sim games but i always do a playthrough of xcom games and really enjoy myself and i I do my best not to save scum but especially when like one of my favorite characters dies and because permadeath is normally a thing in this game i'm like no sebastian and i fucking reload and like i gotta keep sebastian safe fuck no i'm still grieving over i'm still grieving over heavy bob in my (laughs) game he was my hench tank and i called him heavy bob (laughs) And uh, I just knew whenever I'd send Heavy Bob in that I was going to win this level until one day he got striked down and it was the saddest day and I'm still not over it. So rip Heavy Bob. No I just want to take a moment permadeath. for him. Okay, <laughs> okay thank you. <laughs> R.O.P. Heavy Bob. Mm-hmm. Forever in our soul. <laughs> Miss you, Heavy Bob. George, anything for you? <laughs> or you're not a big fan of Sim strategy games, <laughs> so you're cool. Um, you know... I'm a big fan of like RTS games, oh. All right. but um, I haven't played any this year. Fair enough, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So my my winner would be Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth okay. Two. Okay, an absolute oh, perfect game. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> perfect. Not everybody's that. just on yeah, the same sure. page. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I have yes. one. Uh, I don't know if it counts because it didn't really come out this year, but they have done DLC. I really like Two Point Hospital. Um, oh, that's a really good. So it's a really good like mm. management kind of strategy yeah. game. Yeah. So yeah, those are games that I've, I've never like dived into any of those. Like, what's the other one? The um, Roller Coaster Tycoon and those kind of things. I've never jumped into those. And like Planet Zoo, <gasps> they've added penguins to Planet Zoo, guys. Just thought you Whoa. should know. Is, For those of you who don't know, I absolutely yeah. love penguins. So this is a very we're, big we're, deal. We're going to lose Amy to <laughs> yeah. Penguin for a while. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oops. I cannot wait. I'm going to be showing off my penguin enclosures that I build. Nice. Yeah. Sorry. I get sidetracked. I'm exc- oh. excited because I'm thinking can you, about Can you not just have now. penguins sorry, walking continue. down like the, the zoo streets? Like the whole oh zoo is just a penguin Luca, zoo. Luca, don't. I'm getting too excited at the idea of just building <laughs> penguin enclosures. Okay. Let's talk about someone else. I'm okay, well, something that probably oh, won't excite look. you because it doesn't excite me, but Sully will be excited. His best sports and racing game. Sully? I've got it. Captain Sebasa football. Cool. Let's go. All right, next next category. Rocket League. 
I mean, yeah, is that legit the one that you would you'd put up for your favorite it's one? The only one I've you played. played. Did you not play a wrestling games here? Uh, didn't come out. What came out was a crappy arcade game. Right. Oh, yeah, no, and I won't count uh, Fire Pro Wrestling because that's like three or four years. Okay, old. fair enough. Fair play. Yeah, I, I I do like a racing game, but I prefer mine to be a bit arcadey, and I'm not really a big fan of the dirt kind of style of arcade. I'm, I like a, a good Need for Speed or a Burnout or something like that, and there was none this year, so mm. maybe mm-hmm. next year for me. I don't know, but this year, not very good. Next one is Best Multiplayer Game, presented by Instagram. <laughs> Fucking really? But anyway, I digress. What was everyone's favorite, or what was the best multiplayer game this year for for everyone? I mean, Among Us Among won. Us did win. Yeah, I'm going with Among Us. Yeah, I think I, to be I fair, Among Us. Us did make me, you know, play with you guys a lot more. But, yeah. I mean, I you know, I'm full guys. I'm full guys. Full guys. Yeah. Together, yeah. Yeah. For me, I I I, I will always on. throw Destiny out there. Destiny Two. It it yeah. for me that was the the game that put the most time into this year, and that yes. most of that time was playing with friends. Which I mean, a few years ago, I would never be caught dead playing multiplayer games and now i play them very often because lol because of what's going on in the world so exactly yeah yeah i mean for me yeah. that's that but also among us spring playing with you guys and our friends just having fun with that that's that's always an incredible multiplayer game so yeah i've got a, i've got to throw a uh an honorable mention to monster hunter world iceborne yeah. as well True. that is just so fun to jump in online like i will go in, in that game and just respond to people's sos <laughs> I just go in and help people out because yeah, so you were saying fun. that I, I popped up and it that sounds cool on the PlayStation. It shows like what your friends are playing. It says like dive into Monster Hunter with George. I was kind of like, ah, oh, I'm not gonna. He's playing with someone else, and I, I was talking to you like the, the day or two later. You're like, no, no, I was just helping random people coming in like a fucking savior. It's kind of like, all right, fine. honestly, and you know, you know what's so f- sorry just to like go on a small tangent here, like because I'm I'm like I'm master rank level, so yeah. I'm like quite a high level in the game, not like. I'm like just underneath a hundred for like hunter rank and master rank. Yeah. There are people who are like nine 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 for both okay. of them, which is that's insane. ridiculous. But like I I will sometimes go into like high rank games and like master rank and high rank, there's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So like I can literally just walk up to like huge monsters that were scary and like pretty much one shot them sometimes. <laughs> like I'm at that level. So like seeing like a like a young player, like, oh my god. What's he, what's, who is this guy? And I just slam this horse's head into the ground. <laughs> just <laughs> with, my, with my hunting horn. And they're like, the You just look at a T Rex and quietly walk away. Literally, yeah. I'm like, Oh, why isn't he doing anything? I'm like, I'm trying to keep you alive here. Just keep throwing dust everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a weird game, but it's so good. So, so good. It's so good. All right. But yeah, that is a great honorable mention. Yeah, good on you to Among Us, but also any game that was keeping anyone connected this year. Thanks, thanks for doing yeah. that. It's been been yeah. a shit year, and you've really thanks helped. for connecting me. Um, the next one was content creator, which I don't really care about content creator when it comes to this stuff. Personally. Uh, it's but uh, anyone else? Me, it was Sun He Legend. <laughs> you know Sun He Legend no. on Twitter. He's a uh, he's a guy who takes like wait he's the gift guy. Um, he's the he's gift, gift guy. guy yeah. Oh no, his shit is good. Yeah, son, he legend. Uh, mine is I'm... Zach Fox on Twitter. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Caucasian James, <laughs> big fan of Caucasian James. Amy, any content creators that like spoke to you this year? I guess actually I do have content creators that spoke to me, but I'll, I'll say after. Um, 
I don't know then I've forgotten their names. Uh the people who do girlfriend reviews. Girlfriend, girlfriend reviews. Um, yeah. There I Amazing. really like girlfriend reviews. Those two are, are really good and I've started watching their streams on Twitch. So nice. um yeah. Uh, yeah. Like them. I'll give you that. Oh, can I say Maximilian do? Definitely can. Go on, man. Maximilian absolutely legend. Yeah. I mean I- Stop video watching games. Uh, I, I, for me, I, the only real content creators that I like, and they're actually the only patron I subscribe to, is RKG. They're the three guys oh, that used to work no. for IGN UK. Um, I really love their content, and purely because they they don't just kind of like fart content out there. They, it's not like the sort of thing that they stream every day and kind of get out there. Which, like, fair play if you can do that. That is not my cup of tea, but it obviously is for lots and lots of people. Um, they tend to do like long form let's play stuff where there's actually like thought being put into it, like episodic structure kind of shit. And they actually got, I think they got hired by the UK government to do like a mini series on mental, uh, how gaming helps for mental health. Oh. And there was a three episode or four episodes wow. that they did. And they're all only about an hour long each. And they, they get Yo. someone else from the game industry. That's like part of it or works within it or just a media person. And they will play whatever game this person has used to kind of get through this year and they would just play it for an hour and they would do an interview with them and it is mm-hmm. so fucking good what a sick idea um, that's incredible civil servant came up with that uh, i think they just asked them to do something and like it's, it's very much like an rkg thing to do like the way the way that yeah. they kind of structure it and one, one of my favorite things i've actually watched this year i think there was only three episodes um i would have watched an entire fucking season of it but after that, they dropped yeah. their Resident Evil 6 season. So Resident Evil 3 season, sorry, which was absolutely banging. Yeah. Uh, it's, I believe it's mm. called... Let me get the actual logo of the fucking thing up. Um, sorry, I'm just clicking on it. Just so like, if anyone cares. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're called Games Are Good For You. Oh, yeah, it's literally what it's the, nice yeah, title. it's and so go on the Archer website. I think uh, they did one of them with Simon Miller, who I think everyone probably knows him most from. I know, you know Simon, Simon Miller, Miller from what culture and the wrestling stuff. And they literally yeah. played, um, I think it was Friday the Thirteenth. You know the the kind of uh, asynchronous multiplayer where someone's yeah. the killer. So all the RKG guys yeah. were one of the camp members, and Simon Miller was the killer. And they were the the whole discussion was about mental health and toxic masculinity within kind of the game industry and how like yeah. it helped like his journey through everything yeah it's so good mm. i recommend anyone watching them if you care about this kind of stuff i absolutely loved it mm. nice well right, i'll, I'll cool. give a quick real answer mine's stephen larson who have a wrestling podcast but if you're a patron they do like playing the wrestling games they do like a narrative thing for the wrestling games but it's just whack because they're like they created a, a character which has the highest stats and everything and like when he beats in their universe, when he beats someone, he absorbs them, and like he gets that restless finisher. It's just that's, that's ridiculous. But... Oh, it's... <laughs> that, that, that's like the gaming content yeah. I like because it's wrestling nice. combined with a fucking insane story. No, that nice. sounds really cool as well. Yeah. Um, I guess the last one before the esports stuff that I know nothing about. Oh, this is the debut. Best debut game. game. I mean, for me, it's more. I, I've. I've <laughs> I loved Mortal Shell. I'm saying Mortal Shell for this. I think it's the. I mean, they're technically a company of industry veterans, quote unquote, but it's the first game from that studio, and I absolutely love it. So Mortal Shell for me is a big old shout out. Anyone else have a game that was technically a debut game from a studio that they enjoyed this year? I don't. I mean, this was the only one for no. me. So, by all means. No, but 
I'm really intrigued by it. What's the one next to it? Raj. Raji. Uh, how do you say that? Raji, Raji. and Ancient Raji. Epic. I keep cool. seeing that advertised and I'm like, oh, this this looks like my I've kind of game. Heard of it, but I'm um it and I uh, yeah, I haven't played it yet. There's a couple on here that I'm like, oh, these Ooh. look cool. But no, I have I haven't I haven't it's played on PlayStation, them. so I can definitely give that a go. Nice. I mean, there's a couple of like screenshots of it and it looks really cool. I think the the, mytho- mm, the mythology really nice. and kind of culture it pulls from looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, I've been looking at that for a little while. Like, shall I buy it? Shall I not? I've been waiting. Um, but I think I will. I think it looks really nice. Um, but yeah. Nice. Anyone mm. else? Or should be kind of, I mean, I've got some bonus awards here, which I'm literally just going to shout out because we've been going for two hours. And we should probably stop soon. Yeah, just, just shout yeah. out. Yeah. Just shout out your thing. Okay, bonus my awards, bonus awards. And these are going to be small ones that the games might not come out this year, but they're just games that I thought this year, these are my categories. Uh, best lockdown time sync game that I put out there was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I played it and there was so much content there mm. that it kind of got me through the first couple of months of lockdown because it's just a never ending fucking ocean. I probably barely scratched the surface. Nice. Really enjoyed that. Best photo mode, Ghost of Tsushima. I've probably spent a good yeah. five hours okay. in the photo mode so far and I'd be f- way further along if I didn't, <laughs> but it's so pretty that I can't help myself. Best mm. game that should have been an expansion but was still awesome, Resident Evil 3 Remake. That game was only about five hours long. Really and truly should have just been an expansion to Resident Evil 2, but still a fucking banger of a game. Absolutely loved the time with it. Um, oh, if you nice. get, I wouldn't say get it full price, but if you can get it on offer, I, I can get it for 25 quid. More than happy paying for that. Absolutely loved it. Best game to play drunk with friends? Among Us. Definitely <laughs> Among Us. I normally had some form of... Uh, have you ever played Heave no. Ho, though? Oh, okay, guys. Next time. We're playing Heave Ho. We'll we'll fall out, but it, it's fine. That sounds perfect for us. We'll we'll fight, but it's it's hilarious, and your fingers will cramp at the end. But it's worth I'm, it. I'm all for that. It. Not the cramping, but the fighting. Um, <laughs> best game to meet random Americans and a guy from Yorkshire. Destiny Two. So so okay. That's so yeah. specific. So, yeah. Uh, so that. with with the new content dropping, they vaulted is their term for getting rid of a bunch of some of the content. Oh yes. Yeah, and there was mentioned. one specific raid, which was the Leviathan raid, which is the very first raid that was dropped in the game. And we, like the majority of us in the clan, bar one person, had never played through it before. So we thought, fuck it, let's do it before it goes away. And we decided because it was us for some stupid reason, we left it to the very last weekend to try and get this done. So we started on the Friday, and there was five of us, and we got an extra person off of Reddit, an American guy who helped us through a good bunch of it. We only got maybe a third of the way through. So the next night we all jumped on, but there was only four of us this time because the other guy couldn't jump in. So went on Reddit again and a dude from Yorkshire answered the call. And the reason I knew he was from Yorkshire was his game attack was something like Yorkshire Rules. It was kind of like... <laughs> no one likes Yorkshire. No one likes Yorkshire as much as someone from Yorkshire. Um, and like, but wow. he was like, so, like oh it was God. sort of thing that... We don't know these people. We've never spoken to these people again. But our time with these people, there was just—it was just lovely. They were—they we had such banter with them. It was really nice, kind of getting to know them for the brief periods we did. He had some kids in the background, and like you could hear one of them asking him for something. It's like, "Sorry, Daddy's saving the universe. I'll be there real soon." <laughs> it was oh, that's really cute. <laughs> it was shout out to him. It was Mr. Yorkshire, um, and we still didn't do it on that day. So on the Sunday, then Yorkshire jumped back on to help us finish it. It was, uh, like, hey, it was absolutely mad. Um, but yeah, I, it was a really loving experience. And that's kind of the side of game. And that, like, especially when you can bring people together over a game that they love, it's, yeah. it's absolutely amazing. 
Uh, my second to last one is game that the protagonist must become a plushie toy is Astrobot because holy shit that's the cutest thing and if it's not a plushie <laughs> what the fuck are they doing um, and the most badass boss fight of the year goes to Doom Eternal's Icon of Sin holy shit that was awesome I loved it that's you literally simple. have to yeah. shoot chunks of armor and flesh off of it so you can kill it and it's the size of a Amazing. skyscraper it is awesome I love it dude chill out with the even kill again Ooh. <laughs> pretty much like a weird demonic Evangelion boss it's so cool uh, those are my weird ass bonus ones that I just kind of threw out there at the end anyone Cute. else has a bonus one we can throw out now before we wrap up I, yeah we have one word answer uh, most anticipated game of next year oh fuck God of War Elden Ring R- Russian Clank Guilty Gear Strive <laughs> Amy uh, uh. Uh, my brain can't <laughs> compute. For like two um, hours. There was something coming out next year, and I can't remember what it was that I was excited for. Horizon? I don't know. Maybe Guilty Pokemon. Guilty maybe Guilty Pokemon Guilty remake. Guilty Gear Strive. Nintendo. Guilty- no, it was probably something Nintendo-y. Um, Guilty Gear Strive. Something Mario. <laughs> yeah, it was probably something Mario. The World too. I think it was like 3D Mario 3D World. Oh yeah, that oh, looks the, like, the Bowser they're, expansion. Yeah, yeah, they're like porting that to the Switch and adding on oh, the expansion. That looks sweet. Sorry, that's more than one word. That. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Right. That's absolute rule breaker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Lord of the Rings, fair. but from the Mercury. <laughs> <Lord of Rings. laughs> Oh my god, that'd be insane. All right, let, let's let's wrap imagine? this up. Fuck, we've been going for two hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Harry Potter oh, game. All right. Thanks for listening. If you made it to the end of this, holy shit, you're a absolute trooper and we're sorry for rambling on so long but i hope you enjoyed it if you did please subscribe because it'd be awesome if you could leave us a review on itunes that would help on itunes if you don't want to don't worry about it just share us with a friend uh because but do leave the review on itunes yeah please thank you um i've been lucas sheehan (laughs) you can find me at luca underscore sheehan on twitter and instagram not the most active but if you fancy hollering my way go for it sully where can people find you uh, Sully underscore Iqbal on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Nice. George, what about you? Goose underscore Jam on Instagram and at PaperThinGeorge. Finally, Twitter. Amy, where can they find you if they want to find you? Uh, Halloumi Cat. Halloumi Cat on Twitter and TikTok. I'm going to be posting my game fails and wins, most of which are fails. Love yeah. it. So check Let's it out. go. Oh, I'm looking forward nice. to that shit. All right. Well, <laughs> we will be doing another episode possibly in two weeks. I want to see when this actually falls because we might not be able to do one in two weeks. I think that might be the yeah, Christmas it'll weekend. Be, it'll be just after Christmas. And <laughs> it's Christmas weekend. CBA. So uh, if you don't hear from us in two weeks, it's probably because of Christmas and you will hear from us a week later. If not, if we do manage to Yee. pump a weird Christmas New Year's one out, we'll see you then. Um, yeah. yeah, Follow us on Twitter because that's where I'll probably say whether we're going to do one or not for anyone that gives a shit. <laughs> All right. Until then. Nice. Bye. Thanks for joining us and yeah. Love you. Bye. 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 Laters. Love you. Bye-bye.